What's up, Video Landers? I'm Brad. I'm Seth. And I'm Kyle. Welcome to Adventures in Video Land number 181. Tonight's episode will be titled Theater Mode. You guys want to hear my new ringtone? I know your heart was broken because my heart was broken too! <laughs> Just so you know, I'll probably be sexting tonight. My grandma and I have a thing going. What? Is that gross? I mean, it's not traditional. <laughs> Your grandma can text? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Well, then She's it's your iPad. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight, we will be talking about an upcoming iOS update. And some tech sites say this could bring upon the end of times. Dun, dun, dun. We will also talk movie news, some trailer talk, and conclude with what we've been watching this week. Remember, you can find us at adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook page at Adventures in Video Land. We are critics with attitude. Yes, so when we uh, you know, broadcast on the Dragon's Lair, there are always spoilers abound, and sometimes uh, a little locker room talk, as, uh, as uh, some would delicately put it. So yeah, we say, you might... we say the fuck word. Yes, occasionally some of those four-letter words that you're not allowed to say on TV. Sometimes we say that, but we t- we do we say it in great taste. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. we say it, it's not it's not bad. No. No. It's, it's funny. just it's just a sentence enhancer. Yeah. So so yes so spoilers and sometimes some potty talk. Yeah. A yeah. kid actually came up to me a couple weeks ago. I was like, you know, whenever I listen to your episode and you say fuck. It cracks me up every time. A kid I shook his little hand, rubbed his head, and sent him on his way. Why is a kid listening to this? Hey, I'm not his daddy. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> Alright, guys, I want to give a Why shout out. Why are you talking out. to me, kid? Because you're my dad. Because you're my dad. I respect the hell out of you. I respect the living hell out of you, dad, Brad. <laughs> I'm going to grow up and say fuck like you. <laughs> I do want to give a quick shout out to a guy named, I hope I pronounce this, I'm probably butchering it, I believe he's from the Ukraine, uh, Tony Skior, S-K-E-O-R. Is that, you said is that, it and then looked at us for approval, like we know how to I say know, his I, name. I, I am like the worst <laughs> with names. It's like, I, Tony Skior. Is it Skior? Like, I didn't want to say it like that because that sounds like Eeyore, but this dude yeah. is the fucking yeah. man. He, uh, he... Helped create the new uh, picture that we got there on the Facebook. Yeah. Right? And that's going to be used for what, iTunes, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, I uh, updated iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud. It's actually on Seth's Seth phone. Seth's phone background. Yeah, and My just phone a, background, just so you know. Thank you. <laughs> just to catch everybody up, uh, Wayne, Cousin Wayne, he posted this picture. Um, it looked very Rockstar-esque, okay? It looked very uh, almost, uh, gosh darn yeah. it. What are those? It, uh, it looked, what's the movie? Or what's that game? Where the Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, Vice Grand, City. yeah, exactly. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. yeah, that's what it looks like. And uh, it said uh, this this guy was walking past a DeLorean into a VHS store. Um, Adventures in Videoland is titled, you know, Videoland because of a, a video store I used to go into, a video chain here in Lafayette, Indiana. And uh, I saw this picture. I was like, oh, that's so badass. And I said it, sent it to, to Doug. Doug Prime, right? And I was like, Doug's just a master at these, at these pictures. He did one for us. Um, some of my favorite pictures, he's actually... Uh, finished up for us on adventures. One is of the uh, Joker, Jimmy Jim, Stewart. Jimmy Stewart as the Joker. As the Joker, which I love. Oh, and great. during our Alfred Hitchcock marathon, we had a we said something about Alfred Hitchcock would love the shit out of Jenga, the game Jenga. <laughs> and he made a an Alfred Hitchcock with a gun in his hand and a Jenga like falling over the table. I was like, this is so brilliant. Yeah. So I reached out to him. I was like, oh my gosh, dude, can you 
make that VHS thing disappear and put Adventures in Video Land on it, you know? And he, he did that. He said, I'm like, oh, this is this is awesome. He's like, well, here's the guy. I don't know how he found the guy. Okay? That's awesome. That's awesome. But he, he searched out the, the artist, this yeah. 2D artist named Tony Skior. I went to his site and... Uh, some great artwork, man. Like no, it's 2D, cool. Yeah, I love, it did out, you guys yeah. check it out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, really cool. And uh, so I reached out to him, and I was like, hey, we have this picture. It's awesome. We all love it. We all want to use it, you know, but I'm not going to, you know, I just want to ask you to, if, if we can first before we even post it, if we put it up anywhere. And uh, I, I told him, you know, it's going to be, you know, we're not going to make any, any money off of it. We just want to use it as the uh, the artwork the for, for our yeah, mm-hmm. logo yeah. for Adventures now. And he came back with, and he's like, Sure, dude. Yeah, no problem. I was like, "Thanks, man. I love your artwork." He's like, "Thanks," and that was pretty much it. So I'm gonna try to actually, you know, get Have him a to conversation. Yeah, man. call in or something, talk about, you know, what inspires him. And so anyway, I just want to give a quick shout out to him because now I've changed it for uh, our Facebook page, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. It's all over the place. And I think do you guys like that better than the Video Land banner that we used to have? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this picture is just fucking. I was cool. gonna say yeah. it kind of just encompasses because I feel like a lot of us are from the '80s, yeah. and uh, it just. I mean, it just screams it. I mean, yeah. I, as soon as you sent it to me, Brad, I was like, that's slick. Yeah. Where'd you steal it from? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was, uh, that's exactly what th- went through my mind that, like, that, that is a very cool looking picture. Yeah. And, dude, so. the world is so small, man. Like, last year when I did those interviews mm-hmm. and I reached out to people, I was scared at first. You know, it's like, oh my God, what's this person going to say? Are they going to say no? They don't want to come on adventures. They, they want to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. You just, you kind of, you kind of lose. I don't know. I didn't have enough courage. But then once I did, I started asking people, Everybody wanted to come on, had plenty of awesome conversations. So I don't know if I could have asked him this last year. You know what I'm saying? But it was really yeah. easy after I found his name just to reach out. I'm like, dude, dude. We love your artwork. <laughs> Baby, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> let's make it happen. So it was really cool. I'm glad he responded so well. Um, I told him I was going to come to Ukraine um, with a can of whoop-ass if he didn't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like a drug lord in Ukraine. He's like, he's, you, you, can't can use my find- sh- you can use my shit. <laughs> You can't even find the Ukraine on a map, Brad. I can't even spell Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into oh, our he's conversation right now. Anyway, <laughs> all right, guys. Notable Apple leaker Sony Dixon says that upcoming iOS update will feature a new theater mode, which will add a popcorn-shaped icon to the control center. According to Dixon, the mode uh, could essentially be a dark mode. There's a lot of speculation, but supposedly the idea is once users are in theater mode, this would dim the screen, turn off sounds, disable certain wireless communication, and even let theater owners know who is being respectful audience member in, in exchange for some reward, like maybe 10% off your, your next concession. So maybe take your $10 popcorn down to, what, like $9.95. So I have a question for you guys. Will the update convince some people to turn their phone to theater mode before a movie begins, making their phone less distracting? Or will it encourage people to text and use their phone while they are in the movie theater more than they already do? I don't know, man. When I went and saw Rogue One, there was a chick next to me who had vodka and her phone out. Really? (laughs) Wow. She did not want to be there. (laughs) So, yeah. Vodka and her phone. She had a flask. So is this is this a thing for you guys though? I mean, like what? I don't know. I don't see a lot of bright screens when I go to theater. You do. do you do you see them a lot? I mean, I again. Is it something that bugs you or eat, eat, eats away at you? It depends on like the movie. For me, I mean, like there will be moments like when 
I, I mean, I guess the most recent would be like Force Awakens when they're out on the the balcony with Han and Ben or whatever, and they're talking. I I was just the movie. There was nothing else. It was just me and the movie. But I mean, like during Rogue One, like when that one girl, like Grant, she wasn't very far away from me. Like she pulled out her phone. I was just like, is this happening right now? Uh-huh. <laughs> but she had made it clear before the movie that she didn't really care to be there. So, so that might have, I don't, I guess I don't blame her for pulling out her phone. It, no. it just really wasn't that big a deal. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I take my phone out, you know, at the beginning of the movie. As soon as the, those trailers hit, it's, it's gone. Mm-hmm. But not everyone Do you, does that. I mean, most people, like, some people keep it out during the trailer, but usually when the movie starts, most people tend to put it away. I think the people that are rude enough to, like, have their phone out during the movie, they aren't giving a shit about opening a fucking app. Yeah. So that they can be on their phone. Like, I mean, I'm one of those people. I I turn off the phone completely yeah. when the trailers hit, just because really? I don't want. Yeah, I don't want to be bugged. I don't want anything. Uh, yeah, and I don't want to bug anybody else. I don't like, want the vibration. Be... Like, whoa, what's that about? Well, I was gonna yeah. ask you, what is proper movie etiquette? You know, movie theater etiquette. Like for me, when those trailers hit, turn off. You know, um, <laughs> and I think there's some things I can honestly work on as a movie viewer too. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like with us, we do a podcast every Thursday. Sometimes we do two or three a week, depending on what's going on. And I see all these trailers. We talk about these trailers, especially if it's something big like Guardians or, you know, War for the Planet of the Apes, etc. You know, I've seen most of these trailers three or four times. And even uh, trailers that people haven't even heard of, I've seen two or three times. So, what, like today, I took my father-in-law to see Rogue One today at, at the noon show. And I tell you what, guys, it's like, they, they played four to five trailers, and I've watched every one of them, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and for me, I sit up close, four or five back, and in the center, okay? So no one's ever came up to me or was, like, shitty about me, like, Googling or, or texting during trailers. I can see people getting upset about that, and I should probably clean that up a little bit, but I tell you what, I'm very respectful when the movie starts. When that movie starts or that last trailer because um, you can kind of sense yeah, the, when, the, when the last lights trailer, are dimming. Yeah, lights yeah. are dimming, and I'm done. I am done. Like I have kids, you know. I have uh, you know uh, elderly uh, uh, parents, so I keep my phone on on vibrate in my pocket, and I'm very stealth. Like you know, I don't want that movie interrupted. I will do like the Batman, you know, yeah. where you pull in the coat over. Phantom and, of the Opera. Yeah, Phantom of the Opera, <laughs> yeah. man, and you're you're hiding that phone. I don't want anybody to see that light during a movie. You know, that's just respect for them. They've, they've paid their money, and especially we don't know what people are going through. We just you know, talked about Kyle's having a shit time right now. Yeah. And if you're trying to escape into a movie, I don't want my bright light bringing you back into, oh, fuck my life, yeah. <laughs> you know? So there's definitely things I can work on, but um, I definitely say at least shut your fucking phone off, um, you know, at least you know before the movie starts, yeah. you know? So I don't know. Do you guys think this is a big deal? So the original question, do you think this is going to be – I don't know, distracting, or you think this is going to encourage people to text more? Uh, what do you think that this 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 mode will actually do, or do you think it'll do anything? Do you think people get this app on a on a Monday morning or Friday morning, and be like, "Oh, cool, new app," and it kind of disappears on their phone, or do you think this is going to become that next big thing? Like I said, I, I don't think it'll have really much effect at all. The people that are, are going to have the phones out aren't going to be worried about an app, and then people that 
don't get their phones out aren't going to start taking their phones out just because they can get slightly cheaper popcorn or whatever the fuck incentive is going to be. No, they're I, not I, taking their phones out. Or like the, all they're doing is just putting their phone like in airplane mode, essentially, right? Like they're just yeah, which is really mode. weird because yeah. um, flight mode. I've never used flight mode. What does flight mode do? I don't know, but I always get nervous. No one knows. Like, what, I've asked uh, like, it just, like it five freaks people me out. Like when people like when we're getting on a plane or like when the plane's taking off and I still see people next to me on their phone. I'm like, are we supposed to not? It doesn't do jack shit. Uh, how, do you, how do you know? It, are you uh, are you an air traffic planes, controlman? How many fucking planes have gone down? We'll start calling. We'll start calling you Sully. Exactly. <laughs> Tom Hanks. You know about planes? I've asked like five people about flight mode. Day. You know what they said? I can't afford to fucking fly. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, man. I I think that a theater mode. You know, it could be a step in the right direction, especially if it's going to dim lights. But I don't think a lot of people will actually... Just stop being a jerk. That's all you got to do. That's in my end notes, dude. Just yeah. don't be a dickhead. Exactly. <laughs> Just, Just let other... Like, you are... Everyone's experiencing it. Let people experience yeah, it. Yeah. My goodness. And I've never... You know, you, you said that you had that bad experience. I honestly... I mean, it wasn't a bad experience, but it was definitely distracting. Yeah. It was like, is this real life? <laughs> I can't remember the last time or any time that uh, I went to the theater and someone... You know, we did our episode picture, and we had like the light blaring, glaring in our face. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever been to a. My movie. eyes still aren't right. Yeah, really. <laughs> I've never been to a movie, a movie theater where you're trying to watch a movie, and there's some person just in a corner or out of the side, your uh, peripherals, just you know, glaring at a phone. I, I've never seen that. But again, I sit, you know, pretty close. Four, to yeah, the front. four or five up, and in the center, so I don't see a lot of what's going behind me. And I've never seen that in the front. So. Um, I don't know. It could be a step in the right direction if it's if it's dimming, depending on what they do. But I think at the end of the day, if people start using this, then I think there's a lot of people that probably display proper etiquette, like you, Seth. You say right when you go in, you know, it's it's phone off. You're watching the trailers. You're watching the movie. How many of those people will be like, well, now I can text in the theater because I have it. You know, my phone's dim. Mm-hmm. It's it's. It's the cool thing. It's the hip thing to do now. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about when do you shut your phone off? Uh, right when the trailers start. So uh, right when the trailers start. Right. Yeah. I. I you know. Even if you if you know it's Guardians for the tenth time. I don't. I don't know what other people in the theater have seen uh, or haven't seen. So you put that. You actually consider that. Yeah. I might absolutely. be a dick then. Okay. But I tell you what. When that trailer is done, I won't pull it back out. I mean. It's okay to have your phone out during the Cars 3 trailer. <laughs> Especially the Cars 3 wreck. teaser. Yes. <laughs> like today, man, it was Guardians. It was Power Rangers. I think War of the Planet of the Apes. Spider-Man? No, no Spider-Man. Um, I forget what the fourth one was. There's four or five. And I was like, okay, Google, Google. Oh, seeing this one, Google, Google, you know, so I, there's something I can definitely, I could see someone getting pissed, you know, yeah. especially if they're like, um, I want my father-in-law today. And he was like, woo, the Guardians trailer, you know, yeah. he, he's never seen it. So I can understand if that was someone who um, actually put a lot of thought into you being on your phone, being pissed. So there's definitely things I can work on for proper etiquette, but I think we hit on it early. Just don't be a dick. Don't have it up in your face. I don't, you know where theater mode is? It shouldn't be on your phone. I thought about this today. Should you know, be in your body. Theater mode should be in your heart. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say, it's, a, it's an attitude so fucking app. Stupid. It's so deep. You can Attitude's a state, or I mean, theater mode's a state of mind, Kyle, not an app. Uh, not, there you go. Yeah. I need that on a shirt. Exactly. <laughs> 
I want to read uh, just a few thoughts from around the web on this, okay? You guys have all heard of Alamo Draft House, Alamo yeah. Draft House right? One of the um, best like, theater chains in the world. Exactly. Huge theater chain, uh, which has become famous for its campaign against uh, in-theater texting, all right? So uh, they tweeted that uh, iPhones already have a theater mode with a screenshot of the off button, <laughs> okay? Um, and Alamo CEO Tim League followed up with a statement that if the rumors were true... I may have to book a ticket and pack my can of whoop-ass. Okay, I thought that was kind of funny. And then uh, Empire Mag- Magazine's Nev Pierce posted a picture of a device that would help adjust the brightness of your screen while in the theater. And uh, the device... A hammer? Is a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was pretty clever. So there's a lot, a lot of people that um, are supporting this, but I have to give Apple, you know, some leeway here. This is all speculation. I think people are kind of, can you imagine the guy that, that designed this app? And it's, it's probably like the, one of the most amazing apps of all time. Yeah. And no one knows what the fuck it is. It's theater mode. And all it does is it just makes your, your YouTube videos pop better. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's <laughs> crisp yeah. videos. And that's he's like, what the fuck, There's man? nothing to do with actually being there. They fire him. They don't release the update. It's like, man, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of people that aren't supporting it, but I don't know. Um, I want to also talk about some patents um, that are actually going to be, you know what, sneak. Okay, let me, sometimes I think it's also on the theater, though, to enter. I, I showed up 20 minutes early, okay? Yeah. And I, I, I like when they have trivia or something that kind of, you know, engages, engages you, engages you right? Yeah. You know what I had to watch for 20 fucking minutes? I'm a Brian Cranston sneak, fan. Sneak peeks of TBS shows. Sneak peeks of Sneaky Pete. <laughs> Sneaky Pete, the TV show with Brian Cranston. What's Sneaky Pete? I don't, I don't know even fucking is. know. I watched. It's like some. He was on his cr- phone. He I, was, I was on my phone <laughs> trying to figure out what the fuck Sneaky Pete, Sneaky Pete was. But it has Brian Cranston. It has. Um, How far we've fallen? <laughs> no shit. It has. Um, who's the guy from? Uh, he's in. Um, Avatar, and this is probably the worst movie I could actually put his name to because he's actually a pretty good actor. Giovanni Ribisi? Giovanni Ribisi, Brian Cranston has a pretty decent cast, but I don't I don't even know what the fuck's going on in this. But and then some ghost story bullshit. So I had to sit through all of this. <laughs> These okay? like weird little pseudo trailers that they're putting before the trailers. Like, yeah, they're like first look at and, and then it's you got that just one chick. That's, yeah, was, yeah, then you got that one chick that's like, you just watched. I know, I just I know. saw it. <laughs> My yeah. eyes were here. <laughs> and I think uh, Goodrich used to do some kind of like movie trivia, didn't they? Yeah. No. I I, they still do. Do they still do that? Because every now and then, where it's just like, you know, what what movie starring Chris Hemsworth and Robert Downey Jr. and whatever was big last summer? It's like, okay, it's Age of Ultron. Like, yeah. It's like that, and they take somebody out of the picture. Something yeah, like that. missing from the picture. Hulk! I think Hulk if you're Hulk! not engaged at the beginning. Your 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 mind's gonna go somewhere else. You're it's gonna true. pull. You're gonna whip it out. Lights up. Sound whip, down. <laughs> you're gonna whip out that phone, yeah. and you're gonna engage yourself. And that's before the trailers even start. You mm-hmm. know, so you're already in kind of in that mindset. So I think sometimes it's on these shitty theater chains to to engage the audience before that happens. You know, um, let's talk about some of the patents that Apple has held since 2014. I want to get your guys' opinion on. Okay. Uh, one patent. Uh, can deactivate cellular cellular communications and or automatically set the device to a silent mode uh, when someone enters a theater and the phone will resume regular functionality once the person leaves the theater, all right? Also, Apple has more recently patented a way for concert venues to prevent iPhone users from recording performances that artists artists want to protect. 
um, done through an infrared beam that would prevent the operating system camera functions. So do you think that the theater mode and these patents could lead us into private companies having control over our phones? And mind you, um, that this doesn't even say it in the patent, but that would also, if it can block you recording a concert, it would also stop you from probably recording in the theater. But that's some pretty ballsy shit. You want people to have that much control over your phone. I mean, they're the. Well, up until two yeah. years ago, I had a flip phone. <laughs> so, because. Yeah, you'd be okay. Because I just didn't. Yeah, exactly. Because I want just. Shit. Yeah, because I just didn't care. I think that, like, if you're willing, if, you, if you're willing to have this. Uh, you know, the power of the sun in the palm of your hand, you got to be willing to, uh, people are going to want to try to control it. Let's be honest. Yeah. And in a Trump world. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like pirating movies is illegal. So it's not like they're infringing on your rights to do illegal things. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can understand like, you know, uh, what if it like turns your phone off when you're in a theater? Like if you need that for an emergency situation, like you have something that like, Hey, I'm going to a movie, but I'm also, I have, you know, a situation at home that I might need to leave for. Yeah. You know, that's, that kind of shitty if they shut your phone off and then, you know, like, yeah, recording concerts is illegal, but like, you know, what if you're just taking a video of you and your friends dancing to a fucking song? Like, I don't know. It, it, it seems seems a bit excessive. Yeah. It's not overly intrusive, but it's, it's also not totally necessary yeah i can see a lot of people like i don't know everything that falls i believe it's under um the fcc it's like the communication laws i'm sure there's something that says that apple can't do that but fuck you never know anymore they pass that shit in the dark at the midnight hour yeah and all of a sudden you're in the theater and your phone goes off and you're trying to text your grandma (laughs) trying to sex your grandmother (laughs) from the theater and you can't They just grab it out of the air. I don't want it to go that far. You know, I honestly think that theater mode, fine. I mean, there's all kinds of modes. There's all kinds of apps. Hell, there's probably something that's very equivalent to that already, probably on the app store already. Um, And and like we have flight mode. We have uh, a dimmer. We can dim our screens already. Battery saver mode. Yeah. So it sounds like what we have is a button that's going to be able to push that just kind of, instead of you going in and dimming flight mode, all this stuff, it seems like there's just going to be a button now that kind of, um, puts all that together with one press of a button and shuts and turns off all the those switches, you right. know. So that I'm cool with. I don't think it's anything to get worked up over, but I think that would suck if we do get to the point where your phone is kind of deactivated. Or I've even heard some people say that when you walk into the theater that you can see um, messages coming in, but you can't send the text out. But that doesn't even make sense either because you're still going to have a bright light in the theater or a dim light depending on you know well, if i mean i guess phone. so the idea is that you're responding in there if you need if you have to respond you need to leave the theater to respond yeah. so I, I understand that at least. especially with case emergencies you know like my my, my son texted me a day and it was something very very small but he was like i was watching rogue one and he was like hey dad i need um a red t-shirt and tennis shoes you know so i kind of did my phantom of the opera yeah put the phone underneath my jacket and I sent it off. No one saw that, you yeah. know? And I think that's cool. But I, I think where it comes down to is, we said it earlier, don't be a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Don't be a dick. Don't have your phone up in the air. You know, get some kind of etiquette. 
you know, like I said, I can sharpen mine up probably quite a bit um, when it comes to before the, the movie and, and during trailers because I can kind of see that. But just don't be an asshole. Don't have your fucking phone wave in the air like it's a fucking lighter to Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne concert. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just fucking chill out, you know? Um, and I was thinking about this today. You know what an episode we need to do pretty soon? Top five theater pet peeves. Okay? I think there's a lot worse things going on in the theater than people on their phones. I don't know how you guys feel, but I hate when you go to see like a movie like Deadpool or Sausage Party and someone brings like their five-year-old or their eight-year-old and they're just like, Mom! Mom! I want popcorn! Look at the hot dog! You know, it's like, what the fuck? And then they're all laughing. They're like during the orgy scene in Sausage Party, the third act, and all the hot dog's fucking the donut and the donut's fucking the burrito. And the kids are like, oh, you know, it's like, what the, why the fuck? They can barely walk. They can barely. <laughs> eight, eight-year-olds have been able to walk for a while. <laughs> I'm talking about like the younger well, kids though. Well. <laughs> the younger kids though that, that just started to learn that they can stand up and piss. Okay, and you're taking them to go watch Deadpool. That's one of my pet peeves. Is there any other pet peeves just off the top of your head that what bothers you? What wrecks your theater experience? I think I take his shoes off in the seat behind me and like put them up on the seat next to me. Oh, I was talking to my my buddy Rich. What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) I was talking to my buddy Rich Pope today, and he was saying the same thing, dude. He says that that's his probably his number one. I think was knees in the back. Yeah, yeah. Kicking the chair, kicking the chair is good, you know. Um, like just talking to make comments like out loud. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I can understand like whoa, like that, and then yeah. that's it. Or like, like at least you know, whisper. Like, yeah. Oh, you and I oh my, my father was like talking that. out loud. Like, oh, did you see that? That's great. Like, no one needs your fucking commentary. I was gonna say the uh, my worst theater experience was going to see Star Trek Into Darkness, and there was some <laughs> people behind us, and I it was just like blatant comments like that. Where it's like, why is he sitting like that? Can you tell me? Like, it's just Watch like, the fucking movie. Exactly. Like, I have the same information you have because we've both been sitting here. I was going to say, but they weren't any part of our group or anything, but it was like, it was so bad that I was like ready to leave. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, just endure. Just endure. Like, <laughs> but then you got the, the poor people like my, my uh, father-in-law who, we went to go see Rogue One today yeah. and it's in the middle of the movie, you know, he's like, I love that blind samurai. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Everyone, <laughs> everyone's just like looking around, like what the fuck? I don't know. Comments like that enhance movies. No, they kind of do. They kind of do sometimes. But there's always that one like, dick. Like, Look out, bitch! He got a knife. That's, <laughs> that's hilarious. You're coming up behind you. That's actually funny. That actually, for me, it that does. works. That enhances. But you know what? You think one of my? I think my that worst blind samurai. <laughs> Let me ask you this, and be honest. Okay. Do you sneak food into the theater? No. You don't? No. I'll bring a water. I, I eat dinner you? before I go to the I theater. I bring a you water. Don't, you don't take snacks? I don't no. snack during movies. Why? Because that's how the theater makes money, Brad. No, 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 no. Hold up. I'm talking to Kyle. Oh. <laughs> I just don't I just don't snack during movies. Okay, so it's not a it's not a a money thing for the theater, right? No. Okay. So it's just your personal I mean every once in a while I'll get like a nacho or something. Yeah. I'll get a water. Do you have you don't bring anything in? I don't bring anything in, no. Okay. Seth? I say fuck them, okay? You know why? I, this pisses me off. There's, why, why give money to the rapist? What are you talking I'm about? Talking. You, you're way off the okay. field okay, here. Let me, let me bring it down. Yeah, please. Because okay? you're at 11. Please I'm, bring it back down to 4. Okay, I'm going to bring it down. Okay. I'm going to bring it down. 
I take stuff into the theater. Why? Because they rape me. How? Okay, so check this out. You know they're breaking even on those ticket prices. Yeah. Well, then I th- I honestly think there's a there's a even ground somewhere. I think that they can charge a a little bit more. They're breaking even. Okay, l- I'm gonna explain this very thoroughly. Okay. <laughs> I went to the gas station and I bought me a chocolate milk. A chocolate milk. Okay, I just got done working out. A chocolate milk was a dollar twenty nine. Gotcha. Um, it was it was a decent size, low fat chocolate milk. Okay. And I went to the theater. And I, I drank that up. I drank it up. Yep. And I wanted another one. But I wasn't at the gas station. So I had to go up to the front. And I was like, do you have a chocolate milk? And they did. They had these little baby chocolate milks, right? That I literally drank it up. And I tried to put it in the in the cup holder next to me. You know what happened to it? Fell right it through. wouldn't even fit in the fucking <laughs> cup holder. It fell on the floor, okay? You know how much they charged me for that? Three ninety nine, almost four bucks. Yep. And I'm like, I felt like someone just put it right up in my asshole. I was so pissed. I'm like, you can't. How so about you, you enjoyed charge, it? How about you charge me two two twenty? You got charged me four dollars for that shit for something small. I was like, that's bullshit. And that popcorn prices are fucking insane. It's fucking popcorn. <laughs> the popcorn's like ten fucking dollars now. So fuck yeah, I take food in there, man. I don't feel bad about it either. I giggle my fucking ass off. I took cinnamon toast. Cr- I'm actually trying to figure out shit that I can't. T- I take sushi in there, dude. I don't give a fuck. I take sushi. You, were, you snuck booze into B-dubs when we went and saw the UFC fights. I did. Because <laughs> they're fucking rapists, too. I think they're in good picture and good hoots. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I think... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that you shouldn't take your toddler to see Deadpool. <laughs> no, but it's okay to bring to line your pockets with saline and so you can take Simic Coast Crunch on it. And don't give your kid a soda. Not because it'll hype him up and because you paid way too much exactly. for it. Exactly. I wish I kick it You're promoting chair. rape. Yep. <laughs> Who, Goodrich? <laughs> That's what you said. I'm using your words. I agree with you, Kyle. No, I'm not saying that. Dude, I, I just honestly think that it's completely... Unfair. It's unfair that they they want my money so bad. And they get a lot of that money, man. I'd like to see their cash drawers at the end of the fucking day. You know, day. also, if less people did that, then they could probably charge less for their shit. And I would I would go with that then. But you're, you're, you're not going problem. with that. This is never going to change. You're because you keep doing it. Because you're part no. of the problem. You know you what? You said, they're the problem. And we're like saying, well, it's because of you. And you're like, well, I'm not going to be fixed if they fix their problem exactly. that I'm causing. They're never going to fix it. I'm not going to. I can't pay. I want to eat at the movies. I want to chill. I want to have a tasty beverage in the theater. But I'm, I can't afford seven Did fucking dollars for a go to fucking chocolate these, milk. Go, go to these and that's what new I do. theaters that like they serve meals during the fucking movie. You know movie. what? I wish we had one Lafayette. I, I go too. to Landmark in Indianapolis. I'll Studio fucking, Movie Grill. And in they're Indiana expensive too. But you know what? It's almost worth the experience when you can you're recline. You're getting a waiter to bring you yeah, food. You're getting a waiter. You can recline. They give you a sloppy piece of pizza. And they give you a fucking Jim Beam and Coke. And they're like, anything else, sir? And Enjoy like, your Muppet movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Goddamn right. It's Retro Wednesday and I'm yeah. watching Muppet Treasure Island. Love so, me some Gonzo. <laughs> if they, they want to drop their prices down to, to a reason, I don't, I don't want them just to break even. Give me a reasonable price. Not four fucking dollars for chocolate milk smaller than my dollar twenty nine. God damn it. That's all I have to say, guys, about this. So I let's just take it back around. Don't be a dick. And theater modes in yeah, your Brad, heart. Don't and be a don't, dick. And don't, <laughs> let, don't let 
don't let them. This is the guy who's like, yeah, I openly type during movies while I'm pulling while I'm pulling alcohol out of every pocket I have. Dude, I'm not gonna let them put their dick in my pocket. That's what they do. They're they're fishing with their dick to get my money. This is the guy who probably shoves his dick through the bottom of popcorn buckets. That's disgusting, Kyle. <laughs> do you do that? You got this Joker face right now. Like, what? I want to know your theater sins. That's the next episode. Theater sins. Seth's theater sins. Seth's theater sins. <laughs> you know what? When I was growing up in church, like, <laughs> well, no, I we don't want to hear about what the priest did. Do you? Episode two hundred. Church here. sins. We're here. What happened? Growing so, up. No, no, no. I, I think I've talked to you guys about this before, but I was growing. I, I grew up in a very religious household where we went to church every Sunday, every win, twice on Sunday, once on Wednesday, youth on Friday. Okay, and as you can tell, that's completely. You know, like you shaped, shaped, you. shaped me as a human being. Yeah. Right. Okay. And, but I could never go to the movie theater. Okay. I could never go because that was considered a sin to go to the movie. That's where people go to make out and they have sex and they give hand jobs and blow jobs. And man, you, you should you that at church. Not in so many words, but yeah, it's a dark place to go. We were not allowed. I mean, you would get a fucking, you get a beating, man. If you went, um, one of the first movies that I got to go see in the theater was Batman and I had to sneak out. Actually, I didn't get a sneak out for turtles. Okay. All my friends were like, they, they snuck, they snuck out of a house. Okay. Late night out the window to go see turtles. Okay. And I could never go. And they came back and they're like, Oh, you gotta see this movie. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. I could never go. Um, the first movie I went to, I think it was Batman Returns. Actually, I couldn't go see Batman, but Batman Returns, it was a, um, at a theater and my parents checked this out. Took took us out of town on vacation, all right. We're on vacation away from the away from the church, right, where yeah. no one could see us going to such a sinful place. Yeah. And I was like, one, wow, I'm gonna go see Batman Returns, right? I missed I missed Batman one, but I'm gonna go see Batman Returns, right? Oh, I couldn't wait, right? But I was like, I was fucking scared. I was like, <laughs> what's gonna, what's gonna be going on? Gonna see everyone shooting up heroin it's and blowing like, each other. It's yeah. gonna be crazy. What's, what's that Malcolm McDowell like? Um, is it? Um, Oh, fucking Roman times. Caligula. Caligula. That's gonna be like fucking Caligula in there. I seen that on fucking HBO late night, man. That's like it's gonna be Caligula in the movie <laughs> you theater. You could go to the movie theater, but you watched Caligula? No, my parents had HBO and I would sneak up at nighttime, you know, when they went to bed. <laughs> I was the channel ninety nine guy trying to watch titties through the, the black and the white scrambled porn. Scrambled porn. I was like, oh any second now. <laughs> Three minutes later I'm gonna get a Oh boom shot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's how I was rocking it, man. But um, like late night Caligula, and, and I was like, my God, is this what the movie theater is like? I remember having that, like, is this what the movie theater is like? Just people, like, ripping off their clothes and just fucking, like, how am I going to be able to enjoy Batman Returns with all the sex? And I got in there, I was like, <laughs> popcorn and fucking, you know, cotton candy. I'm like, fucking snow caps. These motherfuckers be lying. Yeah. <laughs> they lying. But then my, my preachers and my, my the church staff, they could go to basketball games and football games. And I was like, okay. what's nice double standard. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I thought. So I always grew up like, I think that's probably what kind of transformed me into such a movie geek. Where I just... Because you, you weren't I, allowed. I wasn't allowed. And then my parents would go to church out of town. Okay, in Frankfurt. And when they went out of town... I would rush. I would because I lived over on Central Street, which is only a few blocks from here. And um, you know what, guys, know where the dog pound is here in Lafayette? Yeah. Okay, that's where our church is over there on the corner of Murphy Street. So I would go uh, where my church used to be. So my parents they would drive out of town to Frankfurt. Right when they hit the car, I would jog as fast. 
I would fucking run as fast as I could because I didn't have a car down to Teal Road where Videoland used to be. And I'd rent movie after movie after movie. And I would come back home. I'd watch these movies. Okay, at least try to get one in, right? And then I'd run to fucking church. It was only like, man, not even a mile probably over on Murphy Street. Mile and a half maybe. I'd run over there. Church would just end. Okay, I'd be covered in sweat. I'd be in the vestibule, you know. And they're like, Brad, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, I'm just not feeling good. I, I couldn't be in church service. I was downstairs puking, you know. So then they would see me, and then they would tell my mom, oh, he wasn't sick. And then I could stay home from school and watch the movies that I read. So I had this whole con going on. But I, I, that kind of got off a little. Christ, I know. Brad. That's probably why I'm such a movie whore now, man. I was like. I just couldn't get enough of it because I heard all these stories about the movie theater and, and you know my and then it was weird too because my mom and dad weren't that bad in the house like I, they would pretty much let me watch whatever I wanted to you know to a certain degree you know uh, but it was just you know in front of the church people and had to I don't know it was really weird you know it's so weird but I think that's probably why where my love of of movies started you know so anyway. That's all I have. So don't be a dick at the movie theater. <laughs> go to, go get your ass to church. <laughs> Pretend to go to church and rant movies. <laughs> oh, only at Adventures in Videoland. So I don't know. Um, so far, of my knowledge, Apple has not responded to the rumors or specified what the theater mode function would entail. So there's a lot of people just, it's a guessing game yeah. right now. So I just wanted to get your guys' thought on the theater mode, theater etiquette, theater experience and I don't know I thought that was a pretty fun conversation guys and bitch about popcorn prices <laughs> <laughs> bitch about that fucking you and they fuck you with the popcorn prices man alright guys you want to get into movie news of course let's do it let's get in to movie news <laughs> alright you asked for it so we're back we're back with movie news Let's start it off with some Star Wars talk. So, ah! Kyle uh, is not a big fan. Oh, go to sleep. You guys wake me up. Kyle's not a big fan of the wars. Okay, no. so if you want to jump in, you want to comment, we have a, a few things that we want to talk about here. Um, jump right in. So, uh, Ryan Johnson talked about episode I eight. I like him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a good guy. He is. Ryan Johnson. Actually, it's funny. Um, we'll stop there real quick. Ryan Johnson, um, when I first met Seth... Uh, going back, like this is pretty cool. Ryan Johnson is directing episode eight. All right, he directed um, a brick. He directed Looper. Um, Ozymandias of Breaking Bad, the best episode of Breaking Bad. And what was the other one he directed? Where it was like a, a couple brothers and they were, uh, I forget what brothers. I think it's actually brothers something. Um, we'll look it up here in a little bit. Um, actually, look it up, uh, Ryan Johnson. But anyway, while you're looking that up, I, I remember when I first met Seth, I was like. You know what? Uh, Seth makes some independent films. I was like, dude, have you ever seen Looper? Have you, yeah, Looper's one of them, but it's Brothers Brothers oh, something. Brothers Bloom. Yeah, Brothers Bloom. So, which is an okay movie, nothing to really write home about, I think. But I told uh, Seth, I was like, man, Brian Johnson. I was like, as an independent filmmaker, I was like you should check him out because he does this really cool thing where he makes a film noir, but he makes a film noir in high school. That was like two and a half, almost three years ago. And I was like, that's pretty cool to go back and think about that. Mm -hmm. This guy hasn't really done too much. I think he's a director that gets it, though. I really do think he's a guy who gets it. He knows his craft. He knows how to make a movie. Just hasn't made anything that, you know, besides Brick that I personally connect with in a major way. But I don't think he's had his, like, huge breakout film. Some would say that's Looper for them. Um, but I remember, like, Ryan Johnson. It's just cool now to see that 
this is the guy that's He's going to be stars. directing episode eight. So mm-hmm. I'm pumped about that. So Ryan Johnson talked about episode eight um, earlier this week. Uh, the director told USA Today how Ray and Luke relate to each other is the key relationship in episode eight. And Johnson says a large part of the movie will be spent addressing why Luke's there and what he will do next. Like Lou, Luke, uh, Ray has been pulled into a bigger world by connecting with the Force. But part of what she's dealing with is the realization that she has this power and this gift. Uh, Johnson adds, she's taking her first step to coming to terms with this thing in, inside her that she never knew was there and is just starting to reveal its potential. So this is kind of like the first words that we're getting from Ryan Johnson about episode eight. And we've speculated on this quite a bit. Like there's been a lot of rumor that, you know, it's going to, this is going to be the first star Wars movie that takes off right after um, episode seven. You know, every, all the other movies are like 19 years, three years, four years, you know, all over the place. Episode one, to episode two is like, what? Like 19 years, something 18 like that? 18 years. years. It's, it's something crazy like that. But this will be the first movie that's right after. So you get to see, you know, uh, right, right after Ray hands him the, the lightsaber, Luke the lightsaber. It's more like 10 years. Anyway, sorry. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, well, I don't want to sound like a moron. No, no, exactly. There. But there's, there's like... the time span in Star Wars is all over the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Rogue One to A New Hope is moments. Moments. Yeah. Moments. So it's it's very interesting to see. This will be the first time that they actually just go from, boom, on top of that, that mountaintop to, you know, next scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's pretty cool. But this right here, a large part of the movie will be spent with Ray and Luke. What's What do you think about that? And do you think we'll get to explore more? Because I've actually heard um, Adam Driver say that this is a more independent kind of Star Wars movie. You know, it's not going to be low budget. You know they're not going to make yeah. a, a $30 million Star Wars movie. It's just not going to happen, you know. But... I'm cool with why I'm cool with just spending the entire fucking movie just seeing Luke do some major cool ass shit. Yeah. You know what do you think about this? I mean, I like the idea of like getting kind of almost a rehash of Dagobah, but like you know what I mean, how soft and serene that was, where it was just like you know Luke's just moving rocks with his mind. But you know, there's still a lot of content that's going on there with what what Yoda's talking mm-hmm. about. You know. Um, you know, uh, adventure, excitement. A Jedi craves not these cool. things. You know what I mean? Like cool. Lines, yeah. you know what I mean? That stuff that we're missing, um, Luke Skywalker doing Force Awakens. Yeah. It looks like we're going to get it in droves mm-hmm. in Episode Eight, which I'm completely excited about. Just that that conversation with Ray. I mean, could you just and, imagine oh. a conversation of with them in the cave? I don't know why, just like them in a um, cave and like you know making a fire and just you know just talking about like so what's happened in the last thirty years? Where have you been? Yeah. You know, like just that story. I mean, I could mm-hmm. literally go if they, if they said, you know what, guys, we're going to switch up Star Wars. We're going to do like a District 9, $30 million budget, you know? And we're just going to spend two hours on this mountaintop with Luke and Ray. I'd be like, I'm fucking there, man. Yeah. You know, they don't have to They don't have to make a $200 million movie for me to get my seat or my ass in the seat. This is, I'm totally cool with that. But yeah. the reason I bring this up today is this is the, we're going to start getting all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You know, this is, uh, I think we're going to get the trailer, first trailer, like, what, spring? Probably Late spring? High April. Yeah, so right now, but this is the first words from, from Ryan Johnson that really like kind of starting to outline or describe his movie. So uh, we're going to start getting posters, a, a title. We don't even know the title yet. So this is the, the geeking stages right here mm-hmm. where we can actually, you know, start seeing uh, Ryan Johnson's, you know, footprint. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, also, young Han Solo film will give you a Woody. Did you know that? <laughs> Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Woody Harrelson. Um, so last week we talked about it a little bit, so we won't go into too much detail. He, um, he'll be fine. 
Yeah, so I, it's, I it's picture happening. him. Yeah, it's a good, capable actor. Yeah, he'll do fine. Make him an alien. Be yeah. sick. Well, yeah. let me ask you, Kyle, because um, you're not a huge Star Wars fan by any means. But what do you think of the character Han Solo? I mean, because you've seen a little bit of a New Hope or Empire, right? No, none of it at all. I thought you like flipped through it or something. Okay, no. so you, so you don't really have any. Imagine kind of... Indiana Jones in space. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> how do you do? You see Woody Harrelson as Indiana Jones mentor. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't know. Um, like I said, Woody Harrelson's a, a great, capable actor. I put a fucking weird wig on him and let him go. Uh, I don't know. So Woody Harrelson actually opened up today in a live Q and A, which I thought was pretty interesting. You can actually, it's like eighteen minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks a little bit about everything, but he says. Um, because a lot of people were speculating, again, that he was going to be the, the mentor. There's a lot of rumors, uh, a lot of leaks. But now he came out and said, um, I'm a mentor. This actually broke like not even an hour ago where he said, I'm a mentor to Han, but I'm also a bit of a criminal. Um, I don't think I should say much more than that because the force is not allowing me. But uh, so it's it's, it's kind of cool. We talked about this last week, but it's, it's, it's a thing now. He will be playing the mentor and... Uh, like I said last week, uh, you weren't here with us last week, were you? Like, I think that, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how I can, if I can Make see. him an alien. He'll do fine. Yeah, they haven't said, if you know, what he's going to look like yet. It'd be cool. I just hope he doesn't have Hunger Games hair. I bet he just looks like Woody Harrelson. Yeah, they, yeah probably. I don't think they're going to fuck I don't, with it. I don't think so either. They never do with their big stars. You know, they had, I, uh, I can't remember the last time they did. Sam Jackson. I mean, he's still, he, he was human. He like Samuel yeah, Jackson, That's what I was going to say. They didn't, like, they don't really get big stars, though. Yeah, I know, and that's that's the thing. I was telling Seth and the guys last week, I was like, if it wasn't, I would be completely happy with this. If we sat in a room and you're like, you know, top 10 Han Solo mentors, go now. Woody Harrelson would never have came up. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think it would be okay. But I And I'm pumped about him being in this year's uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. But I almost kind of wish that he wasn't in that or Star Wars because this is going to be big summer blockbuster 2017. Big blockbuster 2018. and Good for him. No, good for him. I got no problem for that with him. But for me, I'm a big, like, okay, I watched Straight Outta Compton. It was my number one movie of 20, was it 16? The Straight Outta Compton's 2016, I think. And that movie is, is it 15? Yeah. Yeah. It was so, yeah, 2015. It was so engrossing. I, I, I was every minute of that movie, all the acting, the music, it felt like I was there. Okay. And then Paul Giamatti, Paul Giamatti pull, pulls up, you know, and I'm just like, it was, it, it pulled me out. Everyone has their movies where they see somebody and it pulls them out. Straight Outta Compton was that for me. And when I'm watching Star Wars, you know, I didn't know Felicity Jones for Rogue One. I didn't, you know, whatever she was in before. She was on some TV. I don't know. Um, Diego Luna's not that big of a star that pulls me out. But when you bring people in like fucking Donnie Woody Harrelson, Samuel L. Jackson, you know, that thing. Donnie Yen. Uh, Donnie Yen even wasn't that much for me. He's not as, you know, he, he is huge, especially when you're talking overseas. But when you bring up names like Woody Harrelson in Star Wars or Samuel L. Jackson in Star Wars, you know, there's there's a there's a time when you're watching a movie and you're like, oh fuck, that's Samuel Jackson. You know, that's that's Woody Harrelson. And, and for me, that it kind of takes me out, especially so when Forrest Whitaker bothered you in Rogue One. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I didn't say anything good about him. You know, um, it's, it's it's the it's the there's plenty of people out did, there. Did, does Darth Vader pull you out though? No. Because it's a character, but it's also someone you know. Like it's it's an idea that you know that's there. Yeah, but he's a, he's a character in the, in the way, like especially that they fit him in Rogue One. I'm sure there's ways that they could uh, do that, but for Rogue One, when they brought him in at that time, I thought it was a 
uh, it made sense, you He's know. There. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like any in the cupboard where you know he put Darth Vader in the cupboard. <laughs> Took me right out thank, of the movie. I didn't, yeah. I didn't expect an Indian in the Cupboard reference tonight. <laughs> you never know with me. <laughs> I was trying to think of movies Darth Vader was in that weren't yeah. Star Wars. But with Woody Harrelson being, you know, in, in War of the Planet of the Apes, I watched that trailer. I'm sold on that. That's fine. But again, he didn't have a huge movie. He wasn't fucking Fast and the Furious last year. You know what I'm saying? And then in War of the Planet of the Apes. There's something special about him being in War for the Planet of the Apes because you haven't seen him in, in that kind of light, in a big budget, playing the bad guy. And... It's almost like he's like Brian Cranston. Okay, I watched a, a trailer for this thing called Sneaky Pete today. Brian Cranston looked fine, but I've seen him as Heisenberg. Okay, so what else are you gonna show me? You know, that's kind of like a one-trick pony. I mean, there's not once you like Joe Pesci in Goodfellas is Joe Pesci in Casino. Joe Pesci just plays Joe Pesci though. He's that's... Joe Pesci in Raging <laughs> Bull. Um, I don't want to see. I have, I have a feeling I'm gonna see the, see the same. Is Joe Pesci in Home Alone <laughs> with yeah, honors. I don't know. I mean, there's there's a there's a different. I think. Have you seen that? What with honors? Hmm. It's got uh, Patrick Dempsey, uh, Brendan Fraser, Joe Pesci. It's it's something else. Right. Anyway, <laughs> like I think, uh, this, I think why this hits me so much too is like last year we did our top ten people we want to see cast in a Star Wars movie, and. Out of this broad scope of actors, I mean, you got your actors that you're just like, man, I would like to see him pull up in a Marvel movie or something else that like he hasn't done anything for a while. One of those people for me would be, um, like his name's escaping me right now, but he was in Wolf of Wall Street. He was um, in The Artist. Jean Dujardin. That guy. He did The Artist. And he was in Wolf of Wall Street for me, and he fucking disappeared. I wasn't a huge artist fan. I respect where it comes from, but him in The Artist blew my fucking mind. And I'm like, if I was a director, I would work with that guy for every fucking movie. He kind of just disappeared. I'm like, wouldn't that be awesome to have, I could see him pulling up in a Star Wars movie. So just kind of odd to pick like a Woody Harrelson. I'm sure he'll do fine, but just kind of pumping the brakes for me. I, I, don't, I don't know. So we'll see where it goes. But it's confirmed now. He will be Han Solo's mentor. So the best of luck, Woody. Yeah. So, all right. And then, uh, did you hear about the Princess Leia stuff today? What about? Carrie Fisher, actually. Um, this actually broke at the last minute, too, so I have two separate notes here. Um, break up the iPad. Disney is negotiating with Carrie Fisher's estate over her continued appearance in the franchise. So Did you know they got a huge payout? Did they? They got $50 million from the insurance. Because wow. she was scheduled for another movie, and yeah, now they can't make a movie. It's yeah. one of those things where like studios like always put insurance, but... like. It, it never, never happens. ever happens. Like, in it's such case, a fucking rare instance. They can afford that shit, too. I mean, they yeah. make that in a fucking weekend with Star Wars. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, this is becoming, like you said, when we did our, uh, like, we, we've talked about this a couple times with spinoffs, or we even hit on a little bit, like, what do you do mm -hmm. uh, for the future? And you you are okay with Tarkin and Leia in yeah. Rogue One. Uh, myself, I I don't think we're there quite yet, and I, I've seen they Rogue CG'd One. CG'd their faces. Yeah, you you so watched, I, Rogue I watched Rogue One. Yeah, oh, how you did, did you feel about Tarkin and Leia? It was your first Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. huh. So how'd you feel about Tarkin and Leia being CG? It was a little Jarring. awkward, but it wasn't. It, it was. I thought it was done well. I think it's the best it's ever been done, yeah. but still not good enough for me. Like I, third time today, I watched it. And there's just something in his eyes. It's that dead Polar Express. You know, where I can't I can't put my finger... I don't know if it's in the way his eyelashes are moving. I started thinking about today. I, I doubt that's it because I'm, I'm sure they had someone that was, you know... I know there's an actor that was also Tarkin and then they did some CG as well. So 
I, I don't. I'm sure that guy was blinking, and they mimicked his blinking. So I don't think that's it. There's something about the eyes or the way his his, his face moves. There's something that's off, and it bothers the shit out of me. And then Leia at the end looks very Botox, like she's just stepped out of like, I don't know. <laughs> like it's like someone covered Botox her face middle. in silly putty. Yeah, and I'm like, mm-hmm. we're just not there yet, and, and it's okay because I know when I watched Rogue One today, it's longer than what I want it to be, but it's not, you know. 10 minutes it's probably concentrated five minutes of time with target if that you know maybe two or three but i don't know man if it's the way it sounds is like they're really starting to to get into this it started with jeff bridges i think that was the first time they tried it for tron well no i was gonna say in gladiator the one guy died in the uh, yeah you've referenced that a couple times i've never seen that in gladiator i mean i've seen gladiator but i've never it's the yeah when they're in the prison or whatever he I I can't I've seen Gladiator once. It's well, when uh, he's down in like some somewhere talking like behind bars to somebody. That guy's dead. Really? Yeah, he died before they finished the movie. So they like po- they put his face on on someone else basically. Hmm. Yeah, and I don't know who it is. I can't remember. But so he if, died before the movie. Okay, but that's so the if, first time I remember it being done. Really. Okay. And I mean. Um, you know, but I mean. So if that's correct, we got Gladiator, we have Tron, we have Rogue One. And you could go. Um, you uh, could go back even further. Captain America, the first one, his body. They put his head on someone, someone else's, else's body, body, basically. And I, was yeah, and I thought say, that looked, I think, pretty kinda, decent. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it looked a little off, but yeah. it made sense. So I'm just worried about because we know that with with Carrie Fisher, who's older, I don't know, Richard Harris, Marcus we, Aurelius. We know with Carrie Fisher, we know with Princess Leia that. Man, we don't know. And it's hard to speculate because everyone's like, "What do you want them to do with Princess Leia?" We don't know what the fuck she does in episode. And apparently, eight. it's something big. You know, like she's got a well, bigger role. Fuck, I imagine because mm-hmm. you know, being Kylo Ren's mom, you know, Luke's sister, you know, Han's, you know, wife. I mean, there's a there's a lot of she's connected. There's a yeah, she's she's some connected tissue. She's in deep. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure that they they left it open. I mean, I don't know where her story. And she's a general of the uh, of the uh, resistance. You know, so there's a lot going on there. And it doesn't seem like they can wrap all that up with a five-minute Tarkin, you know, CG appearance. It seems like if they really go that route, it's going to be a, a hefty CG image this time. Probably the longest we've ever seen on screen is what I would bet. But they had um, some, uh, what they call it last week, um, some like dire straight negotiations last week where they actually had to rewrite Colin Trevorrow, who directed Jurassic World, had to you know, fly to Disney because he's doing episode nine. And, you know, they're like, what the fuck are we going to do? I guess they had to rewrite some stuff. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if, uh, you know, they, they have, what, three years to get that done right because we have this and Han. Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And then they got at least three years to perfect that more. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. That's... It's kind of scary for me because that's you know how I got, you know you guys know how I am when it comes to CG. I'm a I'm a I'm a practical guy or I don't even know I could you can't you cannot recast her you know that would take me out about just as much if you recast Carrie Fisher as CGI and her so I don't, man that's a that's a sticky situation and they could get by with it with Paul Walker too in Fast and the Furious because mm-hmm. it's easy just to you know wrap him up at the end of the movie and he drives off you know they got to answer some of that later on down the road you know yeah. where Paul Walker goes but. Who's that guy right there? Oliver Reed. Oh, okay. Yeah. You got me interested in that now. I got to check yeah. that out. To, he died to of a heart that. attack during a break on shooting and left oh. several supporting scenes using CGI. Reed's face was mapped and a doubles over a double's head during the editing process. Wow. So like I'm, very, I'm, so fasc- I'm so fascinated in yeah. this, though, because 
I tell you what, uh, it's it's hard for me to even criticize or begin to criticize because I wouldn't want that fucking job. I would not want the yeah. job to, to make that call. What do we do with Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia moving forward? There's a lot going on there, so I hope they get it right. So, all right, uh, let's get into some territory that uh, you'll want to talk about, Kyle. All right, yay. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Lannister and Stark. Uh, there's something care. something we try to do on, on movie news <laughs> is we start with Star Wars, we get into some comics, and then we break off with some um, some independent or some you know sure. just mainstream. So, Lannister and Stark will be uh, will we unite on the big screen? Did you guys hear about that? No. You guys didn't hear about what? Lannister and Stark on the screen? What are you talking about? Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, Variety claims that Peter Dinklage is being eyed for a role yeah, in Avengers happens, yeah. Infinity War. See how I put that together? That's cute. Huh? Lannister. I was like, I was like, I don't Lannister know what Stark. Stark from That's gonna Game take me right out. I don't think that he needs to. Oh, be Oh, so it's gonna be one of those. Weird... I. They don't know what role he's playing. So if he's playing something like. Modoc, where he's like completely unrecognizable, or I could be okay with that like... because I mean, like, I thought that he was the worst part of Days of Future Past. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. It's just I like, love why the guy, is... but did you I... like his? I liked his mustache. Cool, his I mustache guess. Mustache was pretty badass. Yeah, I, wish I could have a mustache like that for just one fucking day. Yeah, but yeah, and for people who there's a lot of people. I have a friend Richard Pope that I talk to quite a bit. He's a he's a video lander, but he doesn't he doesn't get into movies like we do. And he's like, he told me a couple weeks ago, he's like, you know, when you guys talk about the comic book movies. He's like, I don't know what the fuck you guys were kind of talking about because it's like he doesn't understand that you know you got Fox over here, you got Sony, and you have Marvel. So Everyone's I can I can, I can see some people if if Peter Dinklage does show up as a recognizable face in Infinity War, but he was in uh, X Men, yeah, Boulevard was Trask yeah, is that what it was? Yeah, like if he was Boulevard and and X Men Days of Future Past. Like oh what the f-? and he brought nothing to that role too. No, no, well, stupid. they didn't have anything so for Chris him. Chris Evans was the Human Torch, and now he's Captain America. It shit happens. Yeah, like, yeah, so many people have played multiple roles. You know, Affleck was Daredevil, now he's Batman. Yeah, or Brian Reynolds was Deadpool, then he was Green Lantern, then he's Deadpool again. So is this for you, Seth? Is this a Woody Harrelson kind of like in Star Wars? Then I, well, it depends on what he out. is. Dep- like I just, it depends on what he is. We'll have to see. Okay, well, let me read this full article, and then we'll get uh, your two cents, Kyle. But it says Variety claims that Peter Dinklage is being eyed for a role in Avengers: Infinity uh, War. If he gets the role, he's expected to return for whatever they're calling the second Infinity War. Um, again, he was in uh, Marvel's uh, X Men: Days of Future Past through Fox as uh, Boulevard Trask. He was the one who created the uh, Sentinels. Um, but it's very interesting that Deadpool creator, um, I believe his name is Rob Liefeld. Uh, took to Twitter to reveal his theory. Um, he said that Peter Dinklage uh, could be playing Pip the Troll, and he goes into the reasons why he could be playing Pip the Troll. It's connected to um, Adam Warlock. He says um, that Pip the Troll, he was cast away by his people when he came across Adam Warlock on his travels. Uh, Pip was even featured in the Infinity War comics, so maybe his theory you know, is, is valid. He could be playing Pip the Troll, and we know we're getting some Warlock stuff, supposedly. So, mm-hmm. Uh, it could be there. Uh, We've Peter seen Dinklage. His cocoon yeah, exactly. So we, we have yeah. that. Uh, Peter Dinklage may be playing Modoc, like you said. So uh, Captain America Civil War writer Christopher Marcus, who is also writing Avengers Infinity War, said in an interview last year that he wants to find a way to bring Modoc uh, into the into a Marvel movie. So ah, okay, we got a we got a lot going on there. And have you guys seen images of the Watcher? Yeah, I don't know much about the Watcher. It's got to be Stan Lee. I'd prefer that. Just yeah, be Stan Lee. This, I've heard the way he's been well. in every movie, like that, just it that just kind of badass. So yeah, yeah. If somehow he was, or Watching if the, the Watcher. Watcher, he 
like is morphing between people and one of his morphs is Stan Lee. Uh-huh. Like that'd be really badass if they yeah. did that. Um, What's your knowledge would, on Pip the Troll or... I, I mean, the uh, Watu the Watcher. Uh-huh. All he does is he just observes things. Somebody's things watching me. But like, I, I wish I could take I mean, credit. He's the one who usually like ends up saying like, "Hey, Galactus is coming." Really? Like even like mm-hmm. he like he just observes things. He's a he's a cosmic being. I wish I could have took credit for this, but I heard someone say today that okay, when I heard that Peter Dinklage was going to be in Infinity War right away, I was like, "Modok," right? Because I want you think you I think, want Modok. I want I yeah I want Modok, but I want a villain. I want Tyrion Lannister. I want Peter Dinklage as a villain. That's the only thing that popped in my mind. I heard someone say today online that um, wouldn't it be cool if he was a good guy? And I'm like, you know what? I was just saying it earlier about Brian Cranston being in, in Breaking Bad, and he's so badass in that. And then I watched this shit called Sneaky Pete, and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, man? It's not yeah. the same. And yeah, he's Tyrion Lannister, one of my favorite characters of all time. And I, I don't want to see that in a Marvel movie. It would be cool if this... I don't know much about Pip the Troll, but if if he has a... He's supposedly a good guy. And I would like to see him playing a hero um, that actually gets some time maybe with a Tony Stark or a, or a uh, Star-Lord. Yeah. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. And to see him... Because like, didn't, I didn't like him too much in... Because um, I love... Uh, Peter Dinklage, but I didn't like him too much in Pixar, but Pixar was a piece of shit movie. Pixels. So, Pixels. What did I say? <laughs> Pixar. I say Pixar? Uh, that's funny. Fuck Pixar. Fuck Pixar. Pixar the movie sucks. But uh, Pixels, um, that, that whole movie had problems, but I want to see him have another mainstream hit. Mm-hmm. I want to see him You want to see that. him Woody Harrelson, where he's in Star Wars and he's in uh, Planet of the Apes? Yeah, I would I like to see Peter. Yeah. Peter, and yeah, it's funny that, it's funny that, Woody Harrelson will bother me in Star Wars. Everybody has those buttons you push, though. Um, But again, I didn't see Peter Dinklage, you know, in something other than Game of Thrones, like a major, like, you know, say, War of the Planet of the Apes. Mm -hmm. You know, so maybe that's just my thing. I need to to maybe check with myself. But um, I'm I'm cool with Peter Dinklage, even though he was in, you know, Days of Future Past. I'm very excited about him being in a Marvel movie, and I hope it's, whatever they decide, I hope it's something that uh, we have to start setting up for, what, Phase 4? So I hope that, you know, whatever, um, and this is kind of cool, uh, maybe a little segue here, but I was thinking about maybe next week uh, doing a uh, an episode where we talk about um, solo movies going forward and, you know, maybe we should do team-up movies instead for Marvel and what that would look like and who, what team-up movies do we want and should, should ditch, should we ditch the solo movies? So maybe like solo ditch, mm-hmm. like that. Boom. Anyway, so talking about that, but um, we have to start setting up phase four. And it would be interesting if, if they started, you know, if they bring him in long term. Because Peter Dinklage is a guy that I would love. I think would just work brilliantly with the right part in the Marvel franchise. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, anything you guys want to add to that? Yeah. Stanley can be the Watcher. Yeah, I, I, I want Stanley to be a Watu. Um, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. But, you know, or at least one of the forms of a Watu. Yeah. Modok, Pip, those, those, those are the two I would most Pip want to Pip seems to make sense in the he, sense. He's pretty heavy in Infinity gauntlet stuff so it would make sense that he fits in modok's not really in it but i don't give a shit i want to see modok so yeah. all right well i'm gonna let you start this one out um kyle Uh-oh. will smith may star in tim burton's live action dumbo movie 
Here's what the interweb is saying. Disney Disney is circling Will Smith to star for director Tim Burton and Dumbo, the live-action adaptation of the classic 1941 animated film. We just did our Disney marathon. Yep. Dumbo was one of those movies. I'm actually won your best Took picture, My right? best picture. Yeah, best yeah. picture. So the studio is moving aggressively toward a production start with a script by Aaron Kruger about the big-eared, lovable elephant, Will Smith, Tim Burton. What's your thoughts? No. <laughs> Does Dumbo speak? Uh, He will in this. Dumbo does not speak. Probably be Will Smith. Yep. Uh, (laughs) What do you think Will Smith is playing? Is he going to play? Is he Dumbo, you think? Right? Or is he the mouse? Will Smith's got big ears. He's not Timothy That's racist. He does. Is is he the mouse? Timothy Q. Mouse? I don't know. Maybe. I I took a lot of heat during the marathon. You don't think he's going to be one of the crows, do you? God damn it, Brad. Why (laughs) did you even say that? Do you think? Because, dude, they have an awesome They have an awesome set. Um, was it was it like elephants fly? When I see an elephant, elephant fly. No, they're Ooh. incredibly racist characters. They're, they're they're fun. The song is great, but they were intentionally racist, and they're still racist. You think he's gonna be the leader of the crows? No, yeah, they're gonna that's have a bigger fucking racist. I hope they don't put the goddamn crows in the new movie because <laughs> the main crow's name was Jim Crow. Well, we don't need that's that. That's gonna be Will Smith. <laughs> What do you think of this? That's stupid. I don't like Will Smith, so there you go. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, search God. Will Smith. I'm searching no. Tim Button. <laughs> Tim Button. Tim Smith. Buttons. I'm, Tim Buttons. I'm Googling Tim Buttons. I want to see what this guy's about, too. Exactly. What's <laughs> this, he doing? This dude in his glasses, man. Oh, fuck what me. Are you, what am I looking for? Just look up Will Smith filmography. Look, go to IMDb or something. What are you but, talking uh, about? We, get, we all know his filmography. No, yeah. I'm, well, I'm, trying, to, no, I'm trying to find the last one that I... Okay. When it comes to Will Smith... Last one you thought was good? It's called Men in Black 1. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to find out. <laughs> okay, so you find that. I'm going to look up Tim Burton here. Wild Wild West. Cult classic. <laughs> A wiki Wiki Wild. It's just telling me what Jim soundtracks West. he's on. Then it goes to soundtrack and then producer. The Jim West. Acting is third on his list. On Desperado. IMDb. Rough Jeez. Rider. No, you don't want Concussion, did you enjoy that? Anchorman 2. After Earth. After Earth. I love that the Hancock. concussion trailer. I couldn't get past the con- the concussion trailer where he goes, "Tell the truth, you tell the truth." That's not how. It was no, that's the way he was. Tell the truth, you tell the truth. That's how he says it. It's not so shit. Hitch, you like Hitch, <laughs> Shark Tale, I Robot, Bad Boys Two. Ooh, that's okay. his best movie. Okay, so go back again. That's his best movie. <laughs> Take it from the top. What? There. What, from what was his last movie? Con- it wasn't Concussion. It was Collateral, Collateral Beauty, Beauty, which I haven't watched, now. but I've heard is. It, it, I think it's actually book. going next. Next week we're talking uh, Razzies or Razzies? We, yeah Razzies. Uh, next week, week after, and I heard that that's going to be. I think it, I've heard it's a total cluster. Yeah, did it already get nominated for a Razzie? Mm-hmm. No, sure. Razzies come out the day before Oscar nominations. I think because I think after. it's January twenty seventh, somewhere like that. I have no idea. So anyway, they, uh, they, they go on the night before the Oscars, yeah. and they, I think they're. Because they, they announced their nominations like at the same around the same time Oscars do, too. Okay, so maybe when I was reading this, it was just rumored to be. But I've heard that this movie is a piece of shit. So what's next for him? Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. I liked him. I love him as Deadshot. I like Will Smith in Suicide Squad. But Suicide Squad, I got some issues. So let's keep on going. What do you got? Concussion. Concussion? I haven't right. watched it, but it looked like shit. What? Focus People looked loved like it. He, Concussion? Like, he more pissed he didn't get a fucking... Go to that. Let's see. What, what does that say? What are we looking for? Just the grade? Uh, 7.1. Has it made your top 10 for last year? I didn't, I didn't watch exactly, it. Exactly, because you didn't give a shit. So go focus. I mean, you didn't give a shit about focus. 
No. I... Winner's Tale. You didn't give a shit about Winner's Tale. No. Fuck. Anchorman 2. No one gave a shit about that with him. I liked Anchorman 2. Yeah, Anchorman 2, but after, after Earth. Earth. No one Men in Black 3 was a piece of shit. Seven Pounds was dick. Hitchcock. Hancock. Yeah, Hancock. <laughs> Hancock. Was the first a... half of Hancock's a great movie. And I don't know just what the second half of that nuts. movie was. I Am Legend is... I Am Legend oh, good. Fuck I Am Legend. What? It looks like a... You like I Am Legend? That was good. We're going to have a whole podcast on that, dude. Okay, what's... um? Pursuit of Happiness. It's okay. Nothing Hitch. right. Hitch. 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 Kevin James. That's, yeah, you love Kevin James. Yeah. That's 2005 Sharks Tell. 2004 uh, I, Robot. I, I, Robot's okay. I like, do you guys like I Robot? Movie sucks. I would stick up for it in a knife fight. <laughs> I'll stick up for Bad Boys 2, though. That's the best movie he's yeah, Bad made. Bad Boys 2, Men in Black 2, Ollie. Bad Boys 2? Oh, yeah. So, okay, when's that right there? 2001. Oh, fuck me right. I was in high school. He Jesus Christ. Will Smith hasn't made a good movie since the high school days for you. God damn. That's horrible. He, that dude, and now he's doing fucking Dumbo. So, <laughs> now, now, now that's, okay, now. He's being eyed for Dumbo. Now, that wouldn't be. It's not. That, it's now, not set in stone. Okay, so yeah, maybe that's Dumbo. not bad, right? But then <laughs> you say Tim Burton. So let's look at Tim Burton's <laughs> track record, okay? <laughs> so Tim Burton. Sleepy was his last good movie. All right, so um, Miss Peregrine's Home for Procure X Men. X Men. It looked like what? fucking X Men. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That looked like shit. I haven't watched it. It could be the best fucking movie of last year. I doubt it. Um, Big Eyes. I couldn't give a fuck about that. Um, Big fish. Frank and Weenie, I heard was okay. Dark mm. Shadows was like the biggest piece of shit. Alice in Wonderland was Sweeney Todd was okay, so that's 2007. Yeah, Sweeney Todd, Sweeney Todd, yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's well, let's see what his last fucking. But you're just like, god damn. You, I didn't go. I, I didn't come out Sweeney Todd and be like, guys, <laughs> we gotta go. get your shit. <laughs> go see Sweeney Todd, <laughs> okay? Yeah. So. Corpse's Bride, okay. Yeah. Chocolate, Corpse Bride, right. Charlie and Chocolate Factory sucked. Big Fish. Oh like, god! I like Big Fish. I bawled like a baby during yeah, that. Yeah, so movie. Big Fish, I would say, was his last great movie, right? Out of all those I just named, Sweeney sure. Todd. I think Big I Fish like, is better. Than I Sweeney like Todd. Sweeney Todd. Yeah, you, you Big take... Fish is better. Than Sweeney okay, Todd. so let's go with Big Fish. That's two thousand three. Yeah. Man, let's go before that. Uh, Planet of the Apes. No. <laughs> Sleepy <laughs> Hollow. Hell yeah! You like Sleepy Hollow? Oh yeah. That's him at his best. Okay, let's go to two thousand three then. So two thousand three. It was the last time he made a fucking amazing movie. Everything else, and but everything else that he's done, like, man, Alice in the Wonderland, Play of the Apes, Willy Walk in the Chocolate Factory. all this new weird style. Yeah, he does. I remember back in the day when even, he like... He Big Adventure? Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, yeah. Back in there, like, man, you look, let's look back. Back, you got Beetlejuice, you got Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns, I even like. Ed Wood's my favorite. Um, Ed Wood's Yeah, Ed phenomenal. Wood's amazing. Um, I'm not a Mars Attacks fan, but I understand. I love Mars. Yeah, I get it. Um, I wouldn't. It's not for me, but I think there's a level of quality for him there. Like I could still it's, see he it's, was. It's a shit movie, but it's supposed to be a shit. He movie was. He in was. Its own right. Yeah. I, like I think there's some issues with it personally, but I think there's. He was still making something that he believed in, and there was a different style to him. You know. Um, it's about where it turns. Oh. Yeah, it does. And then Sleepy Hollow. Okay, like Sleepy Hollow. I remember watching like a. I like that movie. I remember watching like a behind the scenes feature though, where he was like so detailed on the tree. And what like what it needed to look like? He was painting it. He was crafting it. And it seems like now it's all computer. Like it's like I, he might still do some of that stuff now, but mm-hmm. it seems like he's so caught up in just getting Johnny Depp 
going fucking bananas well, and he's then just, just creating worlds he's in up a his own butt he's almost become like a parody of himself basically yeah. I feel like so when's the last time we said Will Smith made a good movie what year was that 2001. 2001. So 2001, 2003 for Tim Burton. Them fuckers are going to make a masterpiece, right? You think <laughs> with, so? With fucking it's time it. to get it back. <laughs> I don't it's know, man. The this, and I like what Disney's doing with the live action. Beauty and the Beast looks good. I'm gonna, I'll go watch it. Jungle Book just went up on Netflix. Watched it last night. I week. like Jungle Book. It was pretty good. Yeah, I, I got some issues with the ending there, but yeah, I like I Jungle I Book. I like Jungle Book. I thought it was a good movie. Uh, Maleficent wasn't bad. I yeah, so right. I, I like what they're doing with this live action, and um, I didn't really get it hit on it too much with the marathon. Um, you got it best picture. I, it didn't uh, it didn't rank as high for me, but I do like Dumbo quite yeah. a bit. And uh, my grandmother was a huge Dumbo fan, and she used to collect elephants. And it, it was just really cool. Like you would go to her house, and it would be like shelves of elephants. Like when for Christmas, all the grandkids would buy her an elephant. So it was just like hundreds of these things. I actually have one on my bookshelf um, in the living room. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like that connection I have whenever I see Dumbo, think of my grandma, things like that. I'm, I'm cool with them doing a Dumbo movie, but I just want Tim Burton to go do something, you know, like even what was it um, that he did? Make another big fish. Like Big Eyes. I, I heard it wasn't that great, but at least he's he got off that Disney train of yeah. just making this. Did he do Alice in the Wonderland too? Yep. Yeah. No, he produced it. He didn't. Looking, it looks yeah. like it, doesn't it? Man, God. So I don't know. There's not a lot of hope here for me, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what he does. But yeah. I don't have a lot of hope for this. You guys? No. No, um, but again, still really early, and who knows? Shit changes all the time. Yeah, we'll maybe see. maybe they'll get Jamie Fox. Martin <laughs> <laughs> <Lord>, Lawrence. <laughs> Dude, I can see that being made like in 99. Yeah. Martin Lawrence and Tim Burton doing Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Jo- uh, um, Robin Williams is the mouse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we just made a movie. We just made a classic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. George R. R. Martin's uh, thinks that Winds of Winter might be out this year. Um, and in the words of Martin, it's not done yet, but I've made progress. But not as much as I hoped as a, uh, a year ago when I thought to be done by now. But I think it'll be out this year. But hey, I thought the same thing last year. <laughs> such a piece of crap. <laughs> he is. So is it coming or not? I don't no. think it is. is it are, they, have, no are the peaky here? The peaky are coming. Like he's, the- <laughs> he's the Half-Life 3 of books. Man. Like, it's not happening. Quit putting your hopes in it. Yeah, yeah. So he has no ideas, and he's just pre- he's just spinning wheels yeah. to like, get everyone to keep, stay interested. Yeah, that's the craziest thing I've read today. I was like, what? Okay. So, is, is it, it, is it you... coming? Is it not coming? Yeah. It's so weird, too. Like, when I saw... I met George... I've said this a, probably multiple times. Josh, that Lannister shield up there, on the back of it has my name, Josh, and Ryan. Uh, we all actually went to go meet George R. R. Martin before he became huge. It's one of my, my cool things. I'm like, ah, oh, got that, got that. Yeah. But that dude looked old as fuck, okay? And this was for Winds of Winter when it came out, all right? Before Game of Thrones was Wait, big. Then, what, then what's the name of this new book? I'm sorry, what was the Dance of Dragons? Okay. Must have been what it was. Sorry. Okay, yeah, this is Winds of Winter, so it must have been Dance of, Dance of Dragons. Um, but when that came out, you know, this dude, he was he was overweight, you know, he, he looked fucking lethargic. He, he did not... You can tell when someone's just not not living well. Yeah. You know, he just looked weak. And that was four years ago, maybe? Three or four? Well, probably it was four. before the show. Yeah, it was before the show. Well, it had to five? be at least seven. Like six or seven years ago. Jesus, yeah. It's You're actually, old as fuck, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's dated on the back of that, that shield uh, when we went. Did he sign that? No, he um, wouldn't. Well, he was cool. 
But um, we went to a Barnes and Noble, and they were oh that you had to sign a book that you bought there or some yeah, crap. But I tell you what, that was one of those learning experiences because now um, everywhere I go, um, like when I went to go see um, Zoe Bell, right? I knew I was gonna see Zoe Bell. I did not fuck around, dude. I bought a fucking samurai sword and I took it to her. Right yeah. when I got there, I I think Josh bought all. Of the the uh, George R. R. Martin the Game of Thrones books hardback, I believe he has them all signed. Okay, I'm the guy. I get my um, Dance of Dragons or Dance of Dragons. I get that signed. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was a hardback. But then I go. My favorite book is Game of Thrones. That's the one that hooked me. I, I love it. And uh, I bought that one. I, was, I, I played cheap. Okay, I w- and I'm never gonna fucking see George R. R. Martin again. Fuck it. Couldn't even touch him now. Probably. And I went up there with a paperback. I still have it. And it's been up on the corners. You know how paperbacks are, you know? And to, to since that day, I'm like, I'm not fucking around. If you're there, spend the fucking money. You're not going to – I'm not going to probably see Zoe Bell again. I have a fucking samurai sword, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, everything. And Pam Greer. You know, I met Pam Greer. I was like, I'm not fucking around. I got a record of Pam Greer signed. So now I put a lot of thought into it because – I will never see George R. R. Martin, and I have what I think is probably one of the worst books out of the series signed by him. It's still an autograph by Martin, but I want that Game of Thrones fucking hardback. That's what yeah. I want. So it was a learning experience for me, but I don't know. I don't think this new book's going to come out in 2017. He's full of crap. <laughs> He's full of shit. <laughs> Dragons are coming. All right, so uh, plot has been revealed for Nicholas Reining Reffin's The Avenging Silence. Um, a former European spy accepts a confidential mission from a Japanese businessman exiled to France to take down the head of the most uh, treacherous Yakuza boss in Japan. There's also an extended synopsis up that really makes this movie sound sound awesome. So check it out. I Every time Nicholas Reining Reffin comes out with a movie, like we, we did our top most anticipated last year, and Neon Demon was on there. Neon Demon didn't do it for me. It won't even crack probably my top 25. It's crazy as fuck. Did you ever watch that? I did not. Man, that's going to be one of those they ones. They put it up on Amazon Prime, though, so I'm going to see it. Soon. It's going to be one of those ones where I'd be very interested in what you and, like, say, Ryan Smith. You don't, because you haven't watched any Nicholas Reining Ruffin movies. Have you Drive? Have you ever watched Drive? I've seen Drive. Okay. I didn't like it. Okay, like, there's, he's probably the most divisive director for me, okay? Mm-hmm. Um Drive. I love fucking Drive. There's just stylistic choices in Drive and music and setting. I just, I fall in love with it. I'm just like, man, if I could ever just tap into that kind of tone, I've made it. You know, there's so much just style that I, I personally love. Uh, Bronson is my favorite Tom Hardy movie. Yeah, I, I love Bronson. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's it's f- phenomenal. Um, Neon Demon. It was my most, on my, I think it was top five most anticipated of last year. And it was just one of the most craziest fucking movies of last year. The, the soundtrack's amazing, and there's still the stylish, uh, stylistic flourishes in Neon Demon, but it goes just some crazy places that I just can't get behind and don't agree with all the, the, the choices. But Only God Forgives is another movie where he teamed back up with Ryan Gosling, right? Mm-hmm. And there's so much cool shit in this movie, but then it just doesn't commit, I don't think, you know, like all the way. You know, uh, Ryan Smith, Video Lantern, he's... He likes it a little bit better than I, I do. We are both pumped for this movie. And it, he takes us to Bangkok. Um, like, you get into some, like, kickboxing. or I forget what it is, but like his, his, it almost sounds like an a awesome Nicholas Reining Ruffin kickboxer movie, right? Yeah. Where he goes overseas and he has to, like, you know, all kinds of cool shit. But Ryan Gosling's in it. Ah, it's just okay. And then Valhalla Rising is just okay. Pusher's just kind of good. 
So I'm in the middle when it comes to Nicholas Ryan. Every time that he says he's doing a movie, I get fucking pumped because when he when he nails it for me, he really nails it. So um, when you give me this kind of plot, I'm just hoping it's Ryan Reynolds, okay? I'm sorry, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling. and and Nicholas Ryan Ruffin. What do you think about Ruffin? Um, yeah, I really like Drive. Um, he's he's one of those guys like you're like. You, you see so much potential in him, but he just keeps missing the mark. Like, there's just something that's like, I know you've got a home run in you, buddy, but you've got to fucking find it. I, I think I, that's I, the kind of guy, when he does get it right, though, it will be, like, one of the best movies. It'll be Francis, like, it'll be, it'll be Stanley Kubrick kind yeah. of quality. It'll be one of those movies where he'll make a Shining mm-hmm. or he'll make, like, an Apocalypse Now, something like that, where you're just like, oh, he fucking nailed it, you know? And I think Bronson's almost there. Just like, have, fantastic. Yeah, have you ever dude. watched Bronson? Oh, my God, you got to watch that. If you you like Tom Hardy, yeah, all right. You want to see his dick <laughs> bunch? Yeah, it's, his dick's in it a lot. But it's it's based off of, uh, is it uh, England's most notorious criminal? Yeah. And uh, he, like, he starts off just robbing, like, I think it's like a, uh, just a candy store or something like that. And he goes to, he goes to jail. And, you know, for, for him... He creates a life in jail where he's a celebrity, right? Yeah, he's like putting on a play like in his own head. So you're like seeing the play act out where he's like, ah, and he comes out on stage with his big fucking twirly yeah. mustache. And he gets and... in fights with people, right? Like they... I knew that there was lots of boxing. Yeah, and he yeah. becomes like, you know, the actor uh, uh, Charles Bronson. Yeah. He names himself after that that old actor, right? And uh, he gets out for a while and then he, he, he just... He loses that kind of like celebrity status. He felt like somebody, all right, and so he so robs. He's a, finding ways, yeah. but to get back to in. get back in. I mean, he actually. It's based off a true story. Like he actually, they they took him out of jail and they put him in a uh, uh, like a crazy house, and he yeah. burnt that fucker to the ground instead of putting him. They had nowhere else to put him, and this is like what probably 60s, 70s. This guy's still alive, and he's in prison. But um, they they had nowhere to put him, so they just let him go. Okay, it's fucking nuts. Read up on him, but um, and then he robbed a fucking post office and they put him back in jail. Okay, and he's the kind of guy that he would, you know, the the librarian that comes along and he rolls the cart and brings you books, mm-hmm. gets that guy in his cell and he's like, "Fucking loot me up, loot me up with fucking oil," and he takes off his fucking clothes, his dick's just hanging, says, "Loot me up, motherfucker," and the guy just lubes him up with oil. He's like, he calls the warden. He's like, you know, he's like, you know, tell him I'm gonna kill you or something. I forget how exactly that scene goes, but they send like. You know, like the whole fucking like prison guards up there. There's like seven or eight of them, right? He's like, "Come on, you motherfuckers!" And they all come in they there, but they can't grab him because he's covered in fucking like oils and shit. He's just fucking butt naked, just dick hanging, man, just fucking hitting people. The shit out but of the stylistic choices, the music, Tom Hardy is. I don't know. There's just something about Tom Hardy's performance in that. He's just I mean, that's a, like one of his first roles. Yeah, like he's a fucking beast. He's yeah. fantastic. He's, he's fantastic. So. When he gets it, he gets it. But I love this plot of a European spy accepts a, a confidential mission from a Japanese businessman exiled to France to take down the head of the most notorious, uh, you know, accuser boss in Japan. I think if if he nails that, you know, that that ah, that sounds fun. That sounds fun. So There's a lot of different things that he could play with there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, I'm excited about an alien invasion movie called The Captive State. Have you guys heard about this? No. And it's directed by Rupert uh, Wyatt. Um, he directed Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Um, John Goodman will star. And it's also a parable about the modern surveillance state. Um, here's a plot synopsis. Uh, Captive State is a sci-fi thriller set in Chicago neighborhood nearly a decade after it has been occupied by um, by aliens. Um, and Captive State uses a ground uh, grounded sci-fi approach um, to shine light on the modern surveillance state and the threats to civil liberties and the role of distant 
uh, dissonant within an, a crazy society. I'll just say crazy. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like District sounds like, Nine. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like, like District, District Nine, Nine yeah. rehashed. Yeah, so like, I'm, hey, we're doing social commentary with sci-fi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and but hey, I say if uh, you can alienation. They did alienation back in the day, District Nine. So I, I don't know. I, I'm. It sounds fun. And plus, Rupert Wyatt, I like what he did with Rise of the Planet of the Apes. You know, yeah. he gave that some legs, and now we're going into to war. You know, I think Dawn is a better movie, but you needed Rise, you know, to really set that up to get you excited for Dawn. And I think he did a great job with that. Um, after that, he kind of flipped and went over to The Gambler, I think, was his movie after yeah. Rise, because Matt Reeves took over uh, Dawn. Right. And not a lot of people got pumped for The Gambler with Mark Wahlberg. You know, John so, Goodman. Yeah, was John Goodman in that? Yeah. Been, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So John, yeah, man, it's been how long is that? Is that three years ago? Probably. Three yeah. Or four. And I remember it not being. I remember it just being one of those movies that you're just like, if it was on HBO, you'd watch it, you know, or if you got nothing going on on a Saturday night, you'd watch it. But it wasn't that. I wasn't. I don't even remember it that well, you know. So it was just yeah. an okay flick. But I don't know. I think that uh, he has what it takes to make a, a, a pretty pretty good science fiction movie. And I don't know. I'm always down for. I'm, I'm down for John Goodman. I'm down for uh, Rupert Wyatt. And I'm down for a good alien invasion movie. Like we did our alien invasion marathon um, a few uh, what six months ago, yeah. and I think that's something that you know large scale. Um, I, I think that's something that's lacking in Hollywood. I think there's some really great ideas. That's where uh, you and I went to go see Arrival. Yeah. And I don't think Arrival. I was like, man, maybe, maybe we can get our our big you know science. Full scale it, 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 it doesn't have to be so crazy where it's bringing in the Marines. Just give me a an intelligent view on a on a, on a alien a full scale alien invasion. Did you ever watch Arrival? I have not seen that. I'm yet. very curious what you think about that too. But I was just it felt me kind of like made me feel just a little empty inside afterwards. Nothing. I, have you thought about that once afterwards? What Arrival? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the the ships are cool. That's about it. Um, the we were actually talking about today um, the fact that actors having to stay in shape for certain roles and uh-huh. stuff like that. And I talked about Arrival today. How okay. Jeremy Renner seeing him that like he's supposed to be playing a so- scientist, but he's still Hawkeye buff. Like you can see it under his shirt. And I was like, that actually kind of took me out of the movie for a minute because like they're talking about how he's uh, uh, how he's just kind of a, a nerd and everything. It's like no nerds hitting the gym yeah. for some weird reason. <laughs> yeah, I- but uh, so I have brought it up in conversation a little bit. Um, and I don't know. I think it's okay. But I don't think it's that alien invasion mm-hmm. movie that we need. It's not. You know, I think we really need a good alien invasion movie. And even though this is kind of going back, yeah, I, I, it sounds District 9. It sounds familiar territory. But I'm willing to take another chance on, on even if it's kind of like a, a, a retread because I want another good alien sci-fi movie. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I think those are very rare. Um, I think the last good, man, what was the last good science? Independence Day? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Independence Day or District one. Nine or District Nine. Yeah, I think that's probably the last two good. No one doesn't even feel like an invasion movie because it's all like post invasion for mm-hmm. District Nine. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see this. What what this follows? The faculty. But... <laughs> faculty. All right, guys. Well, let's talk about some trailers. All right, um, the Chips trailer. What do you guys think? It's based off the old TV show. It seems a lot like they're just trying like Baywatch, uh, mm. Twenty One Jump Street. It's all that same that's in my idea. Notes. Yeah, like same thing. it just seems. A lot like they just, they all like, hey, it worked for 21 Jump Street. Let's just do the same thing again. Yeah. We'll get Dak Shepard and the guy from Ant-Man. Michael Pena. You put Michael Pena in anything and I'm fucking down. I, I, He's and I love 21 Jump Street, so I, I'm, I'm excited to watch it. Vincent D'Onofrio. Fuck yeah. Bring it on. I'll watch it. And 
when you said Michael Pena, I'm down for. I'm like, yeah, I like Michael Pena, but I don't like Dak Shepard. Really? Yeah, I you think he's got a paddle. I think he's just okay. You he's know, diet Bradley Cooper. I, I could, I could see, I, I could see so many other actors playing opposite is, Michael Pena. This is it. See, he's diet Bradley Cooper, who's diet Matthew McConaughey. Uh-huh. So, but who else would you like to have seen? A with lot of people Pena? didn't see Channing Tatum playing next to Jonah Hill either, and it worked out. The trailer's funny enough. I yeah, mean, they, yeah, yeah. They have. I mean, that's pretty. Fu- I mean, how could you have not laughed? Where he trips and his face hits Faces his dick. On his dick. I don't I'm know. Sure I just, you love that. But no, but you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you ate that up. Oh yeah, I, I rewound that three times. I'm sure you did. No, but like you, you love you, that you, crap. You, like, you, hit, you hit on my big problem. It. it it seems like the same old shit. Yeah. I, I don't... 21 Jump Street is just okay to me. Like, I don't... It's not something I'm like, if I'm in the mood for comedy, it's probably not even my top 50 that I'd probably pop in, you know? Um, what was it? Baywatch? It looks... I'll probably go... Baywatch and 21 Jump Street are what I categorize as um, drive-in movies. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not... I probably won't go to fucking Goodrich or Landmark and plop down money. I, I won't. I, I will not go watch Chips at fucking Goodrich. But if it's playing... With double King Kong and fucking double Monticello, feature. double feature. I'll watch fucking Chips. I have no, I'll stay for Chips, you know, but it's not something I give a shit about. Especially, like, I love Michael Pena. I think he's great in Ant-Man. I think he's a funny dude. I think he's a great dramatic actor, too, but and Dax. Is so good in it. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Who would you put with Michael Pena? Would you go, who's someone else? I think Channing Tatum would be would be funny. I mean, I know he's in 21 Jump Street, but I, I think right. there's other picks that you could, you could do here besides Dax, but I don't know. I, I do want to do an episode soon. Where we do like top five TV shows that are action comedies because that's what they're doing. They're doing Twenty One Jump Street, Baywatch, um, even um, they're taking shows that weren't even really comedies and making them into comedies. Yeah, but or that weren't even can you imagine action Mash? centered and making them action? Can you imagine Mash? Holy fuck! Is that, be? that was a movie. No, but is that coming? It was a comedy movie. <laughs> is it coming though? Or yeah, like a, like a re like a remake. Yeah, a rehash. Of yeah, Mash. rehash of it. Yeah, I would actually Take be down with overseas. that. Instead, yeah. I think that's probably that's, a better idea than Baywatch Twenty One Jump Street. Or but I mean, like overseas now. God damn it, Seth! I almost called you Scott again. <laughs> <laughs> I know who you are. I'm I glad. hope so. <laughs> Gosh, but th- <laughs> this is this comes out March twenty fourth. I watched the trailer, but I wasn't. I, I laughed a few times, and mostly it was because of Michael Pena looking like having problems with yoga pants. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. But I wasn't like I just don't care. But I think it would be fun to if we put some parameters up, like Mash, comedy TV shows that we could spin into action comedy Gilgan's with Island. like a hundred million dollar budget and see what we got. You know, Gilgan's Island. Right Gilgan's there. Island. Can you imagine that? <laughs> so I don't know. How sad is that? Like, do you run to people who don't know what the hell that is? Gilgan's Island. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll bring that up in conversation. Some people are like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Dang, dang, bro, dang, Gilgan's Island, bro." Yeah. Harlem Globetrotters were on that. All right, let's talk about, is it double X, XX, what is this fucking called? XX? XX? What do you guys think of XX? Actually, let me give some, so there's a lot of, there's a million listeners right now, and they're like, XX, and we just start talking about it, so. We watched uh, it, and I still don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> XX, uh, I well, honestly like think it'd be, stories it's one of the like first, yeah, it's one of the first horror, horror films I'm actually really excited about. I'm a huge horror fan. Uh, it comes out 2017. The film opens in select theaters and on VOD on February 17th. Um, it's all female helmed horror anthology, which is kind of cool. Um, I'm not one of those guys that's like, hey, you gotta have, you have to have women directing. You have to have women in Star Wars. I'm like, hey, whoever the best director is, they get the job. Male, female, but it's it's a cool accomplishment. It's it's an anthology film 
um, helmed by, you know, completely women. So, hey, that's something, right? Um, it features four dark tales. Um, one's called Birthday Party, um, Her Only Living Son, Don't Fall in the Box. Okay, so what do you guys think of the trailer for XX? You can eat all that pizza. <laughs> I want to know if the kids eat if he eats the pizza. Yeah, is he gonna starve to death? I don't know. I don't know. He, when the doctor's like, "You gotta eat," he's like, "Or you'll die." And the kids like, "That's the so? creepiest fucking doctor, isn't it?" Like, I'll just fucking die. Who cares? He's like, "Son, you have to eat. <laughs> if you don't eat, you're gonna you're die. Gonna die." I don't give a shit. <laughs> it reminded me of very like '70s kind of grindhouse yeah. feel with some of those effects. It, it reminded me of like the the old school anthology, like Creep. Do you ever watch Creep Show? Did you ever watch Trick or Treat? Yeah. Okay. Like it, it reminded me of Trick or Treat's good. It reminded me of a yeah. I love Trick or Treat. It reminded me of good anthology. Like I was looking, I wrote down a, a bunch of the, the some of the newer anthology. Um, I heard Southbound was good. It came out last year. I didn't get to see Southbound. Um, I actually had an interview set up with him. I just uh, hadn't. There's like a couple different directors for that. Couldn't find the time. But um, VHS, I'm not a fan of. Yeah, VHS is weird. I, I don't like understand VHS. why. You like really? VHS? It just gets too dark for me. What about VHS two and three? I didn't like those. Okay. How about ABCs of Death? The third one. ABCs is alright. It's I don't know because it's not really horror. And there's some weird fucking shit yeah. in ABCs of Death. Did you watch Christmas Horror Story? It was fucking awful. Yeah, I started. Anyone that thought that was good needs to. That's the one with Santa. Learn. And he's like uh, killing everybody. Yeah, I made so. it through. One and a half, and I was just like, oh, I, I, I didn't care at that point, and I wasn't gonna spend any more time on. It. I had too much other shit going on, so I didn't get to watch it all. But I, I won't watch it. No, I, it didn't even catch bad. my attention for forty minutes. I can't imagine it coming all the way back around and six sensing me. You know? Nope. Oh shit, that's the best fucking movie. I gotta watch it from scratch. Not gonna happen. Uh, but the doorknob's red. <laughs> the doorknob's red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it when it comes to a good anthology film, though, there are far and few between. Usually, there's one. Like one good good section of the anthology film, one good episode, and then the rest of them just kind of fall apart. Creep show I really enjoy, and and trick or treat. Um, and I can tell you right now, just from this trailer though, it looks like I'm interested. I want to know what's in the fucking box. I want to know if the kid is because you see at the end there, his his bones are all sunken in, like he hasn't yeah. ate forever. So you know what's going on with him. Um, the birthday party looks really freaky. One of my favorite episodes of Creep Show is the old guy. I don't, you're a horror buff. Do you remember the old guy's like, "Where's my cake?" Where yeah. he's like the judge. I think he's like a judge or something, and he, he gets you know he gets fucking dead and buried, and he's still looking for his fucking birthday cake. I don't know. It kind of reminded me of that. Probably not even even close in in terms of uh, no, know, what's some, going like, on. Weird Japanese vibes with like people dressed as pandas and shit, and that. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and then there's the one called Don't Fall, which just looks like it's going to be like some kind of um, camping trip gone bad. So yeah. no, I'm actually very excited about this. this. Is something I'll put up together for a movie night on February. You know, seventeenth, uh, whenever this releases on uh, during the week, and, and and rent that and check it out. But I think it looks like a fun anthology film. What do you think? Yeah. Just man. Yeah. Just man. Yeah. And I know you're not a big horror. Spooky. Horror yeah, you probably won't even watch this, will you? Probably not. I mean, if like if we went did it together in a group, I probably wouldn't watch it by myself. Yeah. Yeah. I get freaked out. Because a lot of people don't know, but you live in the trees. You what? a squirrel. <laughs> Got the squirrel. I got some nuts. <laughs> I got some nuts. <laughs> All right, Dark Knight. Let's get serious. Dark Knight. N I G H T. So not when you go to look for the fucking trailer, <laughs> it's not gonna give you a Batman movie. <laughs> so this tells the story of the Aurora movie theater shooting upon the release of Christopher Nolan's. Is it the Dark Knight? Did we find this that is out? The Dark Knight Rises. Is it Dark Knight Rises? Yes. Yes. Okay. So Dark Knight Rises. Twelve people died. Seventy were injured. 
Um, this is playing at Sundance. Then it will have a, a slow rollout beginning in New York and L.A. before spreading to a wider release. What did you guys think of The Dark Knight? Uh, did you ever see the movie Elephant? Yeah, uh, Gus Van Sant. Yeah, I, I got that vibe too. That's what I'm getting from this. I hate Elephant. I, I thought hate it was Gus fucking Van terrible. Gus Van Sant. I don't know. I can only it, take it, so much of that. It, it's it feels like it's just kind of really weirdly exploitative, and it's gonna take some weird like liberties with the real story and try to make it more fantastical and story driven than it actually is. I, I'm. It, it looks like it was shot well, I'm sure, but it feels I, like it doesn't. It's a story that doesn't need to be told. It doesn't need to be told, right? It's like, not, not. It's like, way. why would you make a movie about Columbine? You know what I mean? Right. Like that that's, kind that's of. That's what Elephant is. Yeah. Elephant, oh, really? Elephant is. Oh, there you go. Like it's inside the school, and you see kids getting shot, and people just walking around. It's very yeah. quiet and fucking awful. Yeah, I am very uh, curious about just the. Why um, is it called Elephant? I don't. I don't. Even this guy has remember. a huge cock, yeah, and they call him Elephant, <laughs> and they just turn the. <laughs> to turn the killers into gang I have it upstairs if you want to borrow it. Yeah, and they start a gang war over his cock. Yeah. But it's pretty crazy. Is it right next to Sunshine upstairs? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I don't know too much about the... Uh, do you guys even know the, the killer's name? James something. Yeah, I'd be interested just to know his... I, I'll watch this. Didn't just he dress like the Joker too? Yeah. During it? He was I'd, dressed as the Joker, walked in. I'd be interested in, in just, you know, learning something about him, uh, how he grew up. I don't know if it's going to follow any of that, you know. And that was that was the other thing in the trailer. It was like, hey, let's show him, you know, playing, playing video, video games. games. Like, really? We're going to go back to this fucking well yeah, that, like, Hillary Clinton directed video games too. really <laughs> fucking cause people to want to go shoot people up. Like, ugh. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't know anything key. too much about it. Um, I saw this on a site. And I was like, "Oh, this looks interesting." And, and I remember when this, when that shooting, you know, if it was Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, whichever one. I remember though being like, "Fuck, man!" It was unsettling for a while because I, I forgot what the, the the next big movie was. But everyone was like, "Oh shit, is something gonna happen at that theater?" And it, was this gonna cause a chain reaction where every theater now had to install some kind of? Uh, well, I mean, when we went in South Force Awakens, we weren't allowed to carry lightsabers. You weren't allowed to have any kind. Yeah, of... Yeah, there was yeah. a note today for Rogue One, um, just for people like that. Hey, if you you know you're dressed up, if you're yeah. dressed up, here's what the rules that you have to follow. Yeah, and that kind of changed the game on that. I remember a lot of people. Um, well, I mean, have, the premiere is at seven. It's not at midnight anymore because of that. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. And you just never know. And uh, I think it, it struck. It was like the. Uh, Best way I can describe it is like 9-11. You know, they, they grounded the planes, and people didn't want to fly for the longest time after that. Same way with here, man. There's people, I mean, tickets took a, a nosedive for a while because they're like, well, is this going to cause a chain reaction? Is someone going to come in and start sniping at fucking good, rich quality? You know, it's fucking scary. You know, there's a lot of unhinged people out there, and I, I'm so thankful that it didn't happen. Like, I don't think it, anything ever happened like that. At least it didn't hit the to this extent. No. Afterwards, because I, mean, you know, I remember I, I saw the Dark Knight Rises the night after that, like for the first time, and I was like, I there were a few times I felt like uneasy, like would look back at the door, like yeah, yeah. seriously, I mean, it's a weird, like a weird fucking feeling to sit there trying to escape while watching a movie, but then being you know thinking about that movie and thinking like oh shit, like somebody else was doing just this yesterday and now they're dead because somebody's mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And something that uh, I'm sure you're not too much interested in, uh, Seth, but Better Call Saul. You never watched Breaking Bad, right? No. Okay, I didn't think so. Better Call Saul. Um, you've watched this. You've watched Breaking I, Bad. My favorite show. On yeah, TV. it's it's amazing. So Better Call Saul season three promo. Um, it hit the web and actually it hit Reddit first, which is weird. Like they bought ad space uh-huh. for Better Call Saul and the Breaking Bad subreddits. So it was just like a plain little ad on top. And, like, didn't, like, point out anything to it. So if you just randomly, like, someone who just randomly clicked on it. And, like, it was a link that you had to click on that link uh-huh. to be able to watch it on YouTube. So, like, nobody knew what it was. And they were just like, what yeah. the fuck is this? I remember us talking after uh, season two um, about Gus Fring and if he, he's going to come back. And there's a lot of speculation on the yeah. internet. And Gus Fring made his Better Call Saul debut in this in this promo. And this dude is badass, you know. And so it's just so cool. He's talking about fucking curly fries. And I'm just like... Oh, I cannot. And dude, I've loved Better Call Saul season one and season two. I I rank it up there with Breaking Bad. I think I, it's. I think the first brilliant. two seasons of Better Call Saul match up even higher than the first two seasons. Oh, of man, Breaking I would. Bad. I'd have to watch Breaking Bad those first two seasons. But man, I tell you what, it's it's fucking awesome. And but, but this commercial, anyways, is fucking great because it's just it's just like in the show Gus Fring plays. He's a meth kingman but he also owns like a restaurant called los pollos hermanos (laughs) just like a a, just a chicken restaurant and like that's his day thing like people know him he's this nice calm cool manager guy and like so it's a commercial for the restaurant and it's just like showing employees and they're all happy and stuff and then it just ends like a family's eating in the dining room and he takes a step out and he's like and don't forget to try our new curly fries. We think you're going to love them. And that's all the commercial yeah, is. But so like, awesome. If you know who he is, then it's like, oh, fuck. Like, shit's about to fucking go insane here in season three. Does he... Now, but it's still a prequel, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, and with him being one of the major bads in Breaking Bad, we get a little bit more of him. And I, when it comes to some of my favorite characters of all time... I, I think he's one of the best on-screen villains Movie, television, yeah. anything. Well, I was gonna say, um, um, oh fuck, um, Saul, Saul Goodman. He's mm-hmm. I rank him up there with one of my favorite characters of all time ever being on screen. I think he's he's awesome. I like but, that actor a lot, Bob Odenkirk. Yep. Yeah, he's great. I still want to see a um, Bob Odenkirk and um, Kevin Costner Western. I think that'd be awesome. The spiciest spices, all prepared with love and care. Uh, there's no video, but you can hear it with a friendly smile. That's the Los Pollos Hermanos promise. And Come in like and try our new curly fries. We are so sure you'll like them. And if you don't, they're on me. Los Pollos Hermanos. Taste the family. Like he's a menacing character. Like so just but, having him be nice. But like or yeah, whatever. and yeah. it's yeah, it's that that nice side, that, that persona that everyone sees. You yeah, know? it's so cool. And then that's all you need. Knowing yeah. what you know from yeah. Breaking and Bad. And if you know him, then you just you're, know you're, like even that smiley happy guy. Lose like, your shit. Yeah. yeah. So guys, as usual. Aliens come down, and they only let you have one of these trailers, okay? Only one. Which one chips. do you choose? Chips. Chips? Chips. You're going with chips. Are we, are okay. we counting Better Call Saul? Yes. The, than that. Yeah. Even as stupid, even the 30-second thing mostly showing food. Uh-huh. Like, that's, I got so fucking giddy when I saw it, so. Yeah, I'm going with the promo, too. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so good. All right, guys. Let's end this episode. What have you been watching this week? What are you interested in? Where has Seth's time gone to this week? Well, I've worked a lot this week. But anyway, that's that's not what we're talking about. Um, so I finished Jessica Jones. I finished Luke Cage because I know Iron Fist is coming. And then the uh, and then a bunch of Defender stuff was released today, too. Oh, did you see the, the pictures? 
Did you guys see the pictures? Yeah. They, I mean, it, it's... It looks so goofy. I don't like it. <laughs> it's it's average. Like, I, it's average um, Entertainment Weekly yeah. like, picks. Yeah. You know, where you got Luke Cage, yellow brag background, yellow smoke. Just you got Daredevil it. with, like, purple, like, reds. Yeah. You know, like, smoke. You got... Uh, Jessica Jones. Purple. Yeah. And it just looks so cheap. But it's it's inter- Entertainment Weekly, like, pictures. But, you know, it's it's, it's probably going to be awesome. But I'm sure it, it is. It looks pretty... He's, but, he's fucking with his tie. Yeah. Daredevil's fucking with his but tie. But I got real excited, though, seeing Jessica Jones and Mis- with, it, yeah. with Misty Knight from... Uh, like, there was a picture from of those two. Like, Jessica Jones is all... Uh, is all handcuffed or whatever. Uh-huh. So I'm like, cool, like, getting to see characters interact with each other. Yeah. From I like that shows. Jessica Jones pose. Yeah. Where she's kind of like sideways. She's kind of showing you half ass. Yeah. And just looking at you. Yeah. Like, I'm Jessica Jones, bitch. Yeah. And Luke Cage, <laughs> he's like pulling something down. Yeah. He's got those huge fucking Luke Cage arms. Yeah. Uh, who's your favorite defender? Daredevil. <sighs> who's yours? Luke Cage. We yeah. don't even know who Danny Rand is, though. We don't know anything about him yet. We will. Yeah. yeah. When's that come out? Is that before March. Defenders? Yeah. It has to be, right? Yeah. Unless they're going to do some kind of... Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to. No. <laughs> yeah, did you see the uh, Sigourney Weaver today, too? They yeah. actually showed... There's all kinds of speculation. Remember about, uh, like, defend, who's she going to be? Mm-hmm. She's going to be some kind of, like, you know, supernatural force or, you know, mm-hmm. like... There's all kinds of, like, rumors, but... Um, on set, she just looks like some powerful businesswoman. So, mm-hmm. which she looks good though. I really, yeah, I thought she is she gonna be like a female kingpin. Is yeah. she just gonna be this badass? IOP shows up at least in some manner. I love in, love Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, yeah. King, he's dude. He's so bad. Like I'm not a big Vincent D'Onofrio fan, especially Jurassic World. I think yeah. do fucking blue in that. I didn't like him in Magnificent Seven. I thought he sucked in that. But oh, Full Metal Jacket, fucking great. Yeah, fucking great. But man, dude, kingpin. He's just one of those guys. He that. That's he's fucking kingpin now. Yeah. I can't ever see anybody as kingpin. I just love him as kingpin. Why? Who's your favorite defender? As of right now, Luke Cage for mm-hmm. sure. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm all about some Danny Rand, dude. Yeah. I think that's gonna be badass. I'm all about some mystical kung fu shit mm-hmm. on TV. Fuck yeah, sign me up. But Luke Cage, as of right now, Luke Cage. I think a lot of us are in pretty much even agreement on this. Where I was, I was loving Luke Cage until like episode six, seven, and then it, and someone dies and the series the shit. But I tell you what, I never. We're like we we're talking about Will Smith earlier. There's a lot of shitty Will Smith movies, but like fuck, I like Will Smith usually. Like he's got some charisma that you're just attached to. Yeah. Same same way with um, uh, I forget his name who plays Luke Cage. Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter. He's he's badass. Like mm-hmm. there's not once out of the, all the episodes, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I was never bored with him. Like he, he's pretty he's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I finished those up. Um, watched a little um, porno. No. Um, man, Gay I porno. I can't ever make time for porno. Yeah. Why? <laughs> 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 you guys, um, you guys watch some porno. watch some Goldbergs. Um, watching a lot of wrestling. Uh-huh. Uh, I watched. Re- we I talked about this a little bit, which I haven't talked to you about it. Re- Wrestle Kingdom ten was that what it is? Is that eleven? What, eleven that happened, and arguably the greatest wrestling match that's ever been wrestled happened. Wrestle Kingdom is like Japan's WrestleMania. Yeah, but with good wrestling. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, <laughs> not part timers. Uh, I was gonna up. say Kenny Omega fought. What is uh, it? Okada. Okada. Okada versus Omega, and it was the greatest fucking match I think I've ever seen. Well, there you go, greatest mm. match that Kyle's ever seen. Um, I thought it was good. I don't think it was the best one I've ever seen, but I mean, it's a different style of wrestling. It's it's forty five minutes, and it just ramps up. It gets faster and faster as mm-hmm. the whole match goes, and like 
they come on, they tease that table like yeah. ten minutes into the match. They don't use it until like forty minutes in, and mm-hmm. it, that's a nasty fucking bump. Yeah. Oh, well, I was gonna say you don't even expect it. That's no, the only that's thing. why they, like they tease uh, it, like they make it look like they're gonna drop him on the table, and then they get back in the ring or whatever. And the next thing you know, boom, he's in the air, and yeah. then he's through the table over the ropes. It's just like it's a nasty spot. Yeah. Um, I'm trying. To th- I, I watched with honors, and I mentioned real, that real quick while we're on fighting. What's up with this? Like, have you guys been following this whole Soldier Boy? And nope. <laughs> no, I already like know. A, no. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. no this sounds actually no. Check this no. out. Soldier Boy. And, oh, and Mike Tyson. I do know this. Yeah. So Mike Tyson is trained. I forget if he's changing Soldier Boy or who's the other pretty boy. No, they're like, fighting each other, aren't they? No, no, no. So Soldier Boy and who's the guy who hit his his woman? Like back in the Chris team. Brown. Who is it? Chris Brown. Chris Brown. That sounds right. So I think it's Chris Brown and Soldier Boy and Mike Tyson's training one to fight each other. Oh, okay? I thought it was Chris Brown was going to su- fight Mike Tyson. No, and supposedly, like, this, this is a thing. And I'm like, this is huge. Like, people are talking, like, you're going to bring in a professional, you know, like, ex-professional boxer. He's going to train, and it's going to be, like, three rounds. So it's like celebrity death match, but boxing, you know, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this could be a fucking game changer because, like, people... Are gonna fucking line up and beat. I was talking to some guys today. They're like, I'm going to beat ups to watch this shit if it goes down. <laughs> and I'm like, man, if this takes off, can you imagine? You know, all the other celebrity fights that that could you know take off. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, Joe Rogan and a Wesley Snipes. You know, her telling. And I'm like, because did you ever hear CM about that? And Chris Brown. Did you ever hear about that? <laughs> Joe Rogan and Wesley Snipes. Like Wesley Snipes threatened to whoop Joe Rogan's fucking ass, and then he found out like uh, Joe Rogan actually knows his shit. He's been doing jujitsu for twenty fucking years, and he was like talking all this smack and Joe Rogan's like let's fucking do this let's do it and he's like he pulled out <laughs> he found out that Joe Rogan knows his shit and fucking UFC commentator dude's badass he, you ever seen him fucking kick? he taught George St. Pierre how to kick a fucking bag okay so it's like no he's not gonna fuck with Joe Rogan so it'd just be cool though like who do you what celebrities do you want to see fight each other so I don't know it's things like that you know I was talking to a buddy a couple uh, like you guys like football at all yeah like, I don't follow football too much. I'm a big basketball fan. But do you guys remember, um, was it XFL? Something yeah, like that. Vince McMahon's. Yeah, I was always XFL. like, man, I was surprised that never took off because it's one of those things where, you know, if if it if it did, it would have changed the sport for fucking ever. It just never took off, right? But yeah, I, ESPN's doing a 30 for 30 coming out this spring. Really? Yeah. So I'm like, that. that I don't know. It, it could be something. It could be just mm-hmm. this fluke thing where you never see it again. But um, you guys also hear about that Conor McGregor and uh, Floyd uh, Mayweather fight? Like Floyd, Floyd Mayweather, boxer versus UFC, you know, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor, I heard this getting like $20 million for this fight if, if it goes down. Okay. Floyd, uh, Floyd Mayweather said he would come out of retirement for $100 million. Okay, to fight Conor McGregor, but there's a fucking lot of money in that fight. Yeah. They would make so much cash. Yeah, people want to see Floyd Mayweather just get his fucking ass beat. Do you, how do you think that I would think go down? Same, I think the same though for Conor and, McGregor. And gonna, He's a piece of crap and too. And a lot of people yeah. want to see and Conor McGregor get his fucking ass. They're both promoters. They would bring bring people in. They don't give a shit, man. They they would bring the church folk in. The church folk would be. Be uh, they'd be leaving church on Sunday to watch the Conor they'd McGregor be, fight because the the the, the mouthy, they'd be waiting for their parents to go to Frankfurt. The, the promoting <laughs> would be the promoting would be so good. Ah, oh, Chell Sonnen would be in there talking shit. He probably I'd like to see Chell Sonnen. Don like, King, uh, don't, man, Don <laughs> King. Like, let's bring them all in. In the winner of the fucking Chris Brown, <laughs> so, but I don't know. Like that's I don't know. It's, that's it's, gonna it's, happen. Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. It's it. It's all talk. It's been yeah, it's all talk. But man, 
when there's a hundred million on the table that could potentially be there was made, just as much money on the table for Pacquiao versus Mayweather forever, and he wouldn't fucking do it. Cause yeah, he's a but pussy. Connor's got that fucking mouth to bring people out. So I don't know. I don't. I don't think it'll happen. But I've seen weirder things. Trump is president, and there's a thing called theater mode that could be coming out on our phone. <laughs> so anyway, Princess Leia died. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So that's really all I've been watching. I don't know. I haven't had a whole lot of free time. Um, I watched. I was watching Parks and Rec before I came here, which I'd, I've watched all that already. I mean, I just skipped the first season every time. I just started season. Did you see Ron in a suit? Mark Brandanowitz? Just, uh, season one's terrible. Anyway, just start season two. But yeah, that's about it. Nothing too, too exciting. I watched With Honors with Joe Pesci and, oh, yeah. and Brendan Fraser, but I was talking about really. I mean, he's like... So Brandon, that's yeah, that's old as shit. It is. It's super old because uh, so what's going on? Who's Brendan Fraser? What? <laughs> so who's Brendan a pre mummy Brendan Fraser? <laughs> he's like at he's in law school and he's got his dissertation and then he actually drops it down a grate because he's going to make a photocopies of it and he actually drops it down a grate and then Joe Pesci finds it. He's a bum that's living in the library and he's. Like, he's like, I got your dissertation. Every nice thing you do for me, I'm going to, I'll give you a paperback or a page back. And then it, and then it turns out that like, I don't know, he kind of like learns love and compassion through this, this bum. So yeah. Man, have you seen Brendan Fraser lately? He could get back into mummy shape. I don't yeah. care what you have he to say. He can do it. All right. He can do it. <laughs> he can get back into mummy how, shape. How, how far has Tarzan fallen? <laughs> Wow. George, George of the, the Jungle. Encino <laughs> Man. My bad. <laughs> Same thing in my book. Same thing in my house. <laughs> oh, all right. Is that all you've been doing? Yeah. All right. What about you, bud? Um, I watched Okada versus Omega. What about Omega. you, buddy? I, I've watched that like three times. Okada versus Omega. Fucking See, love it. See, I watched the whole thing once, and I watched the last twenty minutes again, where they really start no, picking it man, up. It's you got to watch the whole thing because it's a it's a build. Yeah. Um. There's a Netflix show called Crazy Head. Got really into that. It's like a seven, eight episodes. It's very Buffy the Vampire Slayer-ish, but like very R-rated. Uh, pretty fun. Have either of you, I'm sorry, um, have either of you watched that one show with the hillbillies up on the mountain or whatever? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's on Netflix original. Oh, man. Is it called Come Hunters? It's about like they're like in Kentucky or something like that, and then like there's this family that lives up on the mountain, and then like the the there's like a mining company that wants the mountain, and they're like, yeah, you got to get them off the mountain. The sheriff's like, good, no, good luck, I'm not dealing with this. And like it's like I thought the trailer was really intriguing. I was like, man, this is really creepy. Like just these kind of back hill. Uh, it shows them they're all on like four wheelers jousting and stuff. Like they have this whole wow. like society and everything up on this mountain or whatever. No idea what that is. Hmm. I'll figure it out. Um, anyway, I'll let you talk. Um, and then I've I've watched some like 2016 end of the year movies to try to ramp up. I went to the theater, saw Manchester by the Sea. Was the youngest person there by half. Uh, <laughs> it was just old people, but it was the middle of the day on Sunday. Wept like a fucking baby in the theater. Yeah. Outsiders. Uh, outsiders. And... Did you lose it when the chicken fell out of the freezer? <laughs> no. I did, dude. I lost you it. You lost it when oh, the chicken fell out Oh, man, that chicken fell out of the freezer, dude. That was so sad. I can't tell you're being sarcastic or not. No, because... <laughs> I 
I know it's, you it's a big... sad when he gets sad, but like yeah, no, because I, I... that's the first, that's the only time he breaks down. Right. And I was like, oh, I was waiting for that. It's like he almost didn't care. Like he's very nonchalant right. about his dad passing. That's, and then that's crazy. Fucking... Like that whole movie is very mundane, uh-huh. and there's like so much shit in it. You're like, God, why the fuck are we watching this? Like I don't need to see them like driving everywhere. Like oh, he drives over to pick him up, and they're like oh. Well, they're gonna eat dinner. He's like, "All right, well, I'll come back." Yeah. Did we have to fucking see that scene? Yeah, you had to yeah, because it hits those, makes those emotional points. It's in the nuances. Work. It's in the details. It, it when he forgets, his, he doesn't know where his fucking car parked. Yeah, you know, he's like, "Where the fuck's my car?" He's talking about his dad and where is where is he gonna bury his dad? Because it's like, is it winter? They have to wait for the thaw, the ground to, to thaw. That's a crazy thing. It's like you don't you ever see in a movie like that they long just, scene? He goes and picks that stick up and he's just running against the fence. And you're like, what the yeah. fuck is this? And he walks like, over and he tries to stick the stick in the ground. And yeah, it it's something go like yeah. Like, so to describe it a little bit here, like so this this character, his dad dies, right? And it's winter time, so he he can't bury his dad. His dad has to go into a freezer box until the ground will thaw a little bit, and then they can give him a proper burial. And as a young kid, what probably. 16, 17, 16, yeah. dealing with that, he kind of shuts off and he, he he talks with his friends. He has multiple relationships with girlfriends. Um, he's in a band. So he has a lot of things that takes him away to occupy him, to distract him from his dad's death. But he, there's a scene, dude, where he goes downstairs and there's not even a, a, he's a just scene. He's getting a late night snack. Yeah, he's just getting a late night snack. And there's not a scene where he's emotional, really. Okay. Never, yeah. And then he goes downstairs and some chicken like falls out of the freezer and onto the floor. Okay, so like his dad's probably and in he freezer, just right? fucking and he's like loses crying, it. Crying and his uncle comes down. He, he's like, yeah, "What's going on?" He can't like, even he's breathe. Like, I, he's like, and I can't like, think of him for like. I don't know what's freezer. wrong with me. Something's wrong with me. And I love it, dude. He just takes he takes him upstairs and he just sits with him. You yeah. know, and he's like, "I'll be here the rest of the night if you need me. Just you need to get some rest." You know, and the kid doesn't ever really lose it again. I think until maybe towards the end, he's, he gets a little upset. I think when his uh, you know, with his with his with his yeah, things like that, but. That was the, the moment he loses it, and I'm like, oh, fuck. It was... It was very quiet, very nuanced movie. Yeah. Right. But it's all in the details, it'll make man. You, it'll make you cry, no matter how it has that, badass you think you are. Did you like Good Will Hunting? Never seen it. Okay. It has that Boston personality, where there's just a lot of personality in this movie. Every, every scene is just... It's very humorous, but very... I don't know. Just very everyday things that they capture very brilliantly. Yeah, it's... it's it's the mundane, normal shit, like yeah. stuff everyone has to do. And like when someone dies, like it's not just oh I'm sad and now everything's fine. It's it's we got a lot of shit to do. We gotta get we gotta yeah. get a funeral. We gotta get the will together. We gotta figure out what you're gonna do. You're 16. And you have an estate. Like oh he owns a boat and the boat's about to die. We need to sell this boat. Yeah. Like and something dark happened to Casey Affleck's character, yeah. which I won't. We're all about spoilers, yeah, right, but I'll keep yeah. it. I'll keep it to the side so you can watch it. But um, something happens and the whole there's probably like. Man, half of the movie they do a lot of flashbacks, and you're like, "What? Yeah. What happened to him?" Because he's th- there's that scene. He, he, too, does, like he, like, he, he doesn't. He doesn't no, want to be. Well, in this no, town. Some, there's something that that happened to him in his past that's very uh, dark. Yeah, he definitely doesn't want to be in this town, but like he has to. It ruined. It ruined his life forever. And there's a, there's a line that he says that I'll never forget. Man, it's one of my favorite lines of the year. And he looks at his his nephew and he goes, "I can't beat it." Yeah, I, can't I just I can't. I beat almost this. said that, but I said the other line. That line made me cry. I can't line beat I said it. Made me cry too. You know, because he's supposed to take um, ownership of the son. He's supposed to take a legal guardianship of the son um, because his his brother is the one who passed away, and he's he has to come in. But something so he's dark, never discussed with something him, so, so bad happened in his life that he he's he's just a wreck, man. He can never live a normal life again. And he he honestly tells his nephew, he's like, man, I, w- I wish I could be there for you. I wish I could be that that guardian that you need and help you grow. But he's like, what happened to me? I cannot beat it. And it's like, whoa. 
you know, and once you find out exactly what that is too, it's it's so one of the most terrible things that could ever happen to a human being, and it's, it sucks so yeah, bad. Yeah, so yeah, great movie. But I also saw uh, Nocturnal Animals, and that's our review of Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Nocturnal Animals is fucking great. Is it? It's it's like. Did you really watch a screener? Yes. Yeah, I because I saw you on there. You're like, yeah, I got, I have a friend, and I saw a screener. I'm like, just come out and say you fucking pirated it. I did not. No, it's a screener. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's it's like adaptation meets No Country for Old Men. Wow. It's fucking it's it, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, he just he kind of upset at the Golden Globes to get yeah. a supporting actor to some people. But watching that fucking role, like it's one of you, you saw the town, right? Yeah, like yeah. every time Jeremy Renner's on screen, you kind of feel a little uneasy. Like his character is that kind of fucking like unpredictable. Like this is what Aaron Taylor Johnson is doing in this movie. Like every time he's on screen, you're like. Ooh, I'm really fucking wow. like I don't feel good. So that top he's on five of top this year, five? easily. Easy man, easy. I had a Joan chance. Hall. to... I gave it a four point seven five. Wow, shit. Out of five. John Hall, good. John Hall plays dual roles and he's fucking great in both of them. You know what? I used to hate that guy. I couldn't stand it. He's one of those actors. You know, everybody has those actors that you just, you just don't like. And then he did um, Nightcrawler. That, night, yeah, Nightcrawler. And man, my whole idea of what he can do is is just changed i love him as an he, actor. He's still, is he great in this he's still great in this because it's okay so it's like um this woman is like having a weird time in her life and she gets sent a, a movie script or a, a books treatment or whatever is it a mind fucker where you don't even know what the fuck's going on or you feel kind like of, you understand kind of is it a wailing no okay uh you get she gets sent like a script from her ex-husband who she hasn't talked to in forever and it's just like for Susan on it. And so she's like reading it before anyone else does. And so it jumps in between the real world and then what she's reading in the book. And like you're seeing what she's putting into it. So the main character looks like Jake Gyllenhaal, who's her ex-husband. And then like the main woman is played by Isla Fisher, who kind of looks like Amy Adams in real life. So she's like projecting herself into it, but not fully putting herself into it. And then like they have a daughter who's in it. And like, so you're bouncing back and forth between real life and then what's in this story. And Gyllenhaal's just... He's so fucking good because he's like he's he's a cut guy. He looks like he could beat somebody's ass in a situation, you know. But like he plays such this weak-willed person who like man. can't fucking stand up to anybody, and it's. I, mean, I love the end of the year uh, shit, man. I love it. That's that's why I I've been listening to these podcasts, right? And uh, some of my my the people that I respect and and, and uh, some of the podcasts that I love, and they're breaking down. They're like, man, here's my end of the year list, and here's the movies I haven't been able to see, and. Uh, I wish I could go back and, and probably change some things after I watch this said movie I haven't seen because I know it's probably going to make my 10. I'm like, well, what the fuck are you doing your 10? <laughs> I was like, so that's it, it's been last, man, probably since 2007 uh, when I started doing top 10 lists. Uh, Ryan Smith and I, we always do our top 10 on Oscar night. So it's been an AV thing. Actually, the week before Oscars and then we do a pre-Oscar thing. But that's when we do our Oscar um, top or our top 10 list because there's so many limited release. My top anticipated movie of 2016 was silence and i'm able to go see it finally for the first time this weekend mm -hmm. okay it's the first time i can go see it is this weekend i'm gonna go up to indianapolis they didn't fucking get it here yeah. and that's the wide release i'm like fuck so i gotta drive up to indianapolis to see silence almost a three-hour martin scorsese movie which i'm i'm all about so but i'm like why nocturnal animals um i want to see that yeah. still jackie all these t end of the year 2016 movies i'm gonna watch them i'm gonna get them in and then i can actually make my complete you know completely solid top 10 list on the week of Oscars and plus it's fun too because it's the week before is usually when we do it going into Oscars so it's kind of mm -hmm. like that whole fun week of you know picks so yeah what else have you been watching is that it 
That's pretty much it. Can can I interject too yeah. with something else? Did you guys did you see what I posted on AV about the um, the button thing that Batman and the Flash are teaming up and oh, they're yeah, gonna start yeah. finally dealing with the Watchmen stuff with Rebirth? Yeah, which, yeah. I'm pretty, that today, didn't you? Yeah, I'm pretty pumped about that, actually. Like, I'm like, all right, because I've been waiting. I'm like, all right, you, you just, you, you said you were putting them in. How long? It's been, um, trying to think. I mean, it's been at least half a year now. So it's like, okay, it's, it's time to commit. And, mm-hmm. uh, in April, they're gonna, two issues of Batman and two issues of Flash. It's gonna okay. happen. So, and I, I, Mystery of the Button or something like that. So I'm curious to, to see what's gonna happen. I'm wonder. Um, where it takes place in like the Watchmen timeline too, so it's like they're milking that for everything they can, aren't they? Maybe I, it seems like that's been going on forever. The whole mm-hmm. Watchmen DC yeah. thing. So. Well, I mean, they were two separate things, and now for the first time, they're going to be the okay. they're going to be one and the same. So, and oh. I'm just curious to see how it all is gonna how it's gonna go down because people have been speculating because Doomsday disappeared, uh, Tim Drake disappeared, and people were like, "Oh, Ozzy Mendez is taking them," and well, why is Ozzy Mendez taking them? And so I'm just curious. I think it's gonna be fun. I'm done. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, I watched La La Land again for a second time. So I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, I watched the first. It's, it's in Lafayette. Um, I think this is my favorite movie. I still am struggling with the ending, which I won't go into a, a lot of detail there because I've brought it up so many times. But I took my daughter to go see it. Actually, my, my wife took um, our daughter to go see it, and um, it was it was she was loving it. And she does. I don't talk to Olivia about movies like like that. You know, she, it was a musical. She likes musicals. That's why we ended up taking her. And it was third act. She gets up and uses the bathroom, and she comes back, and that's when everything goes crazy. It's the fan. Yeah, and I'm like, I'll keep this kind of spoiler free too. I know I've kind yeah, of probably right. talked to you a little bit more than probably what I should have, but I, I won't go in. But there's something that happens in the third act that totally shifts the movie. And Olivia was even like, I don't like that. I don't. I, I, I don't get why it's it's like this. And then the people behind us, I heard, they were even commenting on what's going on because it shifts. It's such a dramatic shift. And I think there's there's a moment in the in right before or at the end of the third act where they, they linger and they say they say something that you could walk out of the theater and it could be like a, well, how do you think that story ended for them? You know? And I think it should have just stopped right there. And then however Kyle thinks, Seth thinks, that's awesome. We can have that brilliant conversation. But they they wrap it all up in a way where I don't think it's necessary. And uh, I've talked to you about um, – I, th- I talked to you at the gym a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And we are talking about, like – bad endings, you know, yeah. or, or endings that just hit you in the gut. And I, I was thinking about that yesterday because I felt like I didn't explain myself very well to you when I was at at, uh, at at the gym. And it's not that I want every ending to be a, uh, a happy ending. Right. I, I'm totally cool with, like, Manchester by the Sea is not no, a, it's not a happy ending, not. and I'm fine with that. Um, I, I get why he can't beat it. I get right. why that's not a happy ending, and I can live with that. I can walk right. out and be like, yeah, man, there's a lot of shit he has to go through, and he's probably never going to be the same. But when it comes to, to La La Land, it's just the, the ending, I, I don't I don't understand why it's like this. I think there's there's something else that, that could have happened. I can't wait to talk to you more about it. I don't know if you'll, you'll watch it or not. but At some point. Yeah, so sure. I can't wait to have this... 
all the guys that I talk movies with have not watched this. Ryan has not watched this, and you know, I and, want to. Yeah, I, you haven't I watched to, it. I had to decide between that and Manchester, and I saw Manchester. I was going to see both, but then I was like, just so wrecked by the end of Manchester. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to watch another movie. And I tell you what, uh, when it comes to you know second viewings, um, you know, I, I watched Rogue One three times now. I think every time I watch Rogue One, it's this. You know, I like Rogue One. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and I'll get into something else here in a little bit that will connect to Star Wars. But it, it's like, you know, there's something that just it, it it does not get better for me. Every viewing is like just something tears away from it just a little bit more, mm-hmm. or I'm not as enthused. Um, I still like Rogue One. I'll make my top ten just because I'm a Star Wars whore, and there's so much stuff in there that I I, I, I can get creative yeah. off of, and that I, I just appreciate. You know, world building and escapism, and and just so much about that. But for La La Land, even not liking the the last act uh, or last five ten minutes of the movie, um, every every bit of that movie I, I love. You know, except for that, that last couple minutes. I was I was I was watching it and I'm like, man, I just had a smile on my face the whole movie, even though I knew the ending of the movie that I that I don't line up with. And uh, I don't know, it's just so beautiful. The music, the acting, the the everything is awesome about it. So go check out La La Land. Um, and I watched Muster Calls. Have you guys watched that at all? Oh, with uh, Groot, Groot. I always hear that Groot. <laughs> Groot. It's so funny. Um, yeah, I cried like a bitch. I haven't cried like this. I can't remember the last time I cried like this. I was a mess in the theater. I was just like, I was at a point where I'm like, just get me the fuck out of here. It's like, <laughs> it was end, that bad at the end. Oh my god! Opening credits. He was a. Mess. And I, I want to do an episode. I've been, I've been trying to uh, frame one together about dealing with grief in movies uh-huh. because Manchester by the Sea. You know, um, La La Land. And a movie called Sing Street this year yeah. have completely opposite messages, I, I believe. Yeah. And I think grief um, in, in cinema this year with Manchester by the Sea and, and A Monster Calls is completely different, you know, and how you deal with grief. And it, it's interesting, like, where this Groot character comes in. And that does suck. I was talking to you on the phone about it yesterday, Kyle, but I was like... It does suck because it's like when I'm watching this, you you make that connection. It's it's fucking it's a tree character, and it reminds you of Groot. It does, and everyone that you say monster calls, I've heard this so many times. Like, oh, that Groot movie, and that does suck. So I did read somewhere. I guess they were in production um, during the time of Guardians or something, or, or doing concept stuff, and and you know, hell, you don't know if Guardians is gonna take off or Groot's gonna be that huge of a character at that point, you know? Um, and they just went with that that look and that design but it does suck because it's hard to 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 pull away from that you know but i tell you what man this movie is just about this kid who um this monster shows up and it it tells him three stories at like 1207 and he says the fourth story you're going to tell me your story okay this is what the monster tells this little kid and the the kid has his his mom has cancer or, or something and she's dying and this 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 monster comes in, tells him these stories, and and he thinks that the monster is there to cure his mom, to heal his mom because he's a healing tree, and it goes into some backstory of that, and the you get this 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 idea that he's not there to heal the mom, he's there to heal the boy of his grief when that final hour comes, and to teach him through all this because it's a real world that he lives in, right, and to teach him that. Yeah, bad things are going to happen. And when those bad things come, can you beat it? You know, and that monster is there to teach him how to beat it and to be brave. And when that time comes when he has to let go of his mom, to to let go, be brave, not to shy off and, and to change your personality, but to tell your mom what you think on her deathbed and be like, you know, oh, 
This is what I think. Man, I love you. This sucks. I hate this. You're the best mom ever. And just this monster teaches him this. And it's, it's, I was like, oh, fuck you. And But it was also weird, too, to see Sigourney Weaver as a grandma. I'm used to seeing her. She's the grandma on this. And I'm used to seeing her bust an alien ass, alien ass from the 80s, you know, aliens, the whole she's, alien franchise. So she's, she's like, in her 60s. And she's Sorry. a grandma on this, you know, but she was, she was fine. But um, yeah, there's, it, it's a Not great a dry movie. eye. In the oh my God. I was I was a mess at, at the very end of this mm-hmm. movie, and it was it was a rough experience. But it was a, it was a really really good movie. I don't know where it's gonna f- gonna fit. Um, there there's some stylistic choices that were very different in this movie. Um, I, I just wish I didn't connect it to Groot so much. Even yeah. even the voice is a, a raspy Liam Neeson voice. But there's there's a lot of positive going for this. I, I do think it's one of the better movies of the year. I'm not for sure if it'll crack a ten, but it would it would crack top fifteen for sure. So uh, check that out. Um, I am going to end with a couple movies that I cannot wait to see this week. Did you read that article I sent you? Which one? Uh, dude, I tried to watch, read it twice and I couldn't. I actually tried to read it today. I was somewhere. There are and force birds. It wouldn't load up. There are force birds in I got Rebels. that far, but then it wouldn't load up completely. But it's just the whole fact that there are force birds. What we were talking about around Luke Skywalker, <laughs> and it's just like force owls. Yeah, and it's just like, is this real life? This is we've been talking about this whole thing. Oh, like, I'm, I'm, you know about it? Heard, about there's yeah. some creatures in the sea and crap like that. And yes. She's gonna have to deal with them, and it's like, God, I hope that's not real. But it's looking like it could be some form of it's real. And I'm yeah. like, ugh. I guess these Force Owls are actually from Clone Wars or, or Rebels. They're from Rebels. Okay. So I'm going to have to go watch that episode. Because I don't remember seeing those in any any episodes. They follow Ahsoka around. Do they really? Yeah. So. Are, they, are they shitty? Are they fucking annoying little dumb just owls? chill. That's the whole thing. Yeah. They're just hanging out. There. They're not like the Cinderella birds that help dress her. No. Like, that would suck if... They're not like, when I see an elephant fine, or <laughs> yeah, racist. They're like, they're, they're like dressing Skywalker in his robe and his lightsaber. They bring him his lightsaber. Yeah. That would suck. Yeah. They talk? Not that I remember. Hey, Luke. I don't, not that I remember. I What's this they... bitch doing here? <laughs> Nothing like that? I don't think so. Well, that's good. So, I can't wait to watch... I'm so pumped to watch a Martin Scorsese movie. Silence comes out. I'm pumped to see that. Um, I got to drive to fucking Indy to watch it. Um, nice guys. Have you guys seen that at I all? Fucking loved it. Okay, it's my top ten of the year. See, I'm hoping, man. I'm hoping I line up with you because I'm a huge Shane Black fan. And that's uh, the one with Brian Gosling and yeah, Russell Crowe. Yeah, and I'm a huge. I'm, I'm, I love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Then you'll love it. Okay, so I'm on board. I, ha- I rented it already, so I'm just need a, I need time. I need time to watch it. So it's it's one of those movies that uh, I'm hoping will sneak up on a ten. And I'm like, why didn't I watch this in the fucking theater? No reason so, it shouldn't. So I'm I'm hoping that's good. Um, Train to Busan. We're gonna watch on Tuesday night. Um, so I'm excited about that. So I got some movies there. I'm really excited to watch the next couple days. I wanted to end with. Um, I've been so addicted to fucking concept art, guys, and I have been for a long time, but. I'm actually You're starting accepting to, it. I'm accepting it, and and I'm starting to line up the books, my wish list. Like I want to buy this when I get some money. I want to I want to buy this because right now I have the Rogue One, the Force Awakens. You gave me the uh, Indiana Jones like, trilogy kind of stuff. Yeah, archives yeah. thing. I have a, the the original uh, like concept book, and so I started liking like man, what is, what else is out there that I just need to have and watch this concept art? Because what I love about the con the conceptual stages is that's where your movies kind of formed, you know, and some really neat things. So I started looking up uh, Fury Road, kind of thumbing through that, and I was like, oh, fuck, there's so much 
so much in that book where it just shows like you know like thousands of different vehicles that they were going to make for this and costume designs and and a lot of times man like i was going through the rogue one book and it shifted from your your main cast of rebels that go on that death star run it changed so many times from different kinds of aliens different kinds of robots and i just eat that stuff up because especially with star wars it's like with star wars right now if you don't like that robot design or if you don't like that alien design you just fucking file that shit and it might work in your han solo movie it might work on rebels it's what's kind of crazy is they used a lot of unused yeah mcquarran artwork for the for yeah, seven, even so. uh, the concept art for Chewie mm-hmm. is Zeb now in, on Rebels. Yeah. So there's so much cool stuff. So I was looking up that. And I'm not a Prometheus fan, but I think that they tried to, to, to tap into something really cool there. And mm-hmm. I was thumbing through the Prometheus art book. And I was like, is, and I'm, I, that probably won't change my mind on that. But I, there's a lot of creativity that went into that that I just want to thumb through. And another I was talking to, to Ryan Smith about, I'm a, I'm a huge AI fan. Um, Steven Spielberg's AI and what's really interesting about that is you had uh, Stanley Kubrick wanted to make this movie for years it was almost like Martin uh, Martin Scorsese's dream movie was Silence was his passion was to make Silence um, Kubrick's was to do a Napoleon movie and to do AI so he's got tons of drawings tons of cliff notes uh, to make this huge AI world and then Stanley or then Steven Spielberg came in and picked it off of you know he's like I'm gonna make they were friends I'm gonna make his movie for him you know his vision try to get it as close as I can and I was like this AI book looks so fucking sick man I, I, I want to pick that up so there's just so many of those that uh, the Wally book I was like I gotta have the Wally book you know because I'm a huge Wally fan and just the how the conceptual design on Wally and what the world looked like you know when everyone took off and trashed it so much design went into that so um, uh, just been a concept book art horror lot lately so um, and I just wanted to promote our marathon that's coming up yeah um, a couple weeks we gotta I gotta fit in all these movies how many movies do you have left to watch just one one I have to watch Die Hard Matrix Terminator Two Hard Boiled. The Raid and Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, one of those movies will get our best action movie of the year, hopefully, with the, all of us line up. But man, that's a fucking marathon right there yeah. for best action movie. That's rough. A lot of kills. A lot of kills. I heard a raid, I would think. Yeah, man, I don't know. There's some good shit there. Especially when you're talking, like when you get to your best picture, are you going to do best picture on how you felt was the, the best quality picture or what you thought was the best action movie? It'll be whatever I thought was the best movie. Yeah. Whether whether that's action, whether it's because of the action or whatever. Yeah. It's whatever was the best movie to me. Yeah, that's going to be a good marathon, man. I can't wait. We'll probably film that or record that like the first week of February. So, and we're doing that for John Wick too. And I want to fit that in too, John Wick, yeah. you know, to, to refresh myself on that. So that's what I've been watching. Seth, you want to take us out? Sure. You can uh, find us on... Our website, adventuresinvideoland.com. You can find us on Tumblr. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter, at Videolanders. But, my good people, the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. And we're also now on PayPal. Oh. Yeah. Because, you know... <laughs> this sucks. This sucks to do. It does. Every it year. It has to be done. It has to be yes, done. Yes, I was going to say, so... This isn't cheap to keep all this stuff up. So, my good people, if you would like to donate money to make this happen, we would. Uh, yeah. Fuck, whatever, man. If it takes a burden off dollar. Me. I was going to say, it does take a it's burden off profit. everybody. I was going to say, <laughs> we're just. We are, we are literally. It's to I'm break right, even. I was going to say, it is to break even. 
And I am literally in a garage in a blanket right now. <laughs> Fucking freezing. We are right all now. freezing just for your entertainment. Yeah. So you can't see it. But and yes. our score, is, dude, our, our website is going to be so badass because this next year, this changes. It. This changes yeah. so much, dude. Um, our, our website's 220 a year. But I'll tell you what, man. This next website here, we get everything stays the same, but we get a we get to add to it. Like, you know, when you look down for our top five, it's gonna be like MySpace, man. <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> jam top yeah. eights. But you yeah, know how Tom's you look, gonna be your friend. You exactly. know how you look at the top fives right now, or the miscellaneous, and you go down. It's just like an endless scroll. I can take that now, separate them, and I well, I can put it all on one page. Where it's like, uh, here's my top, 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 and you click that, and it just goes to one page. So we get unlimited pages, which is gonna be so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is we finally get Adventures in Video Land dot or um, uh, email. email address. Email address. So we're official. We're official, man. Yeah. That'll be awesome. So there's some really cool shit. So it's not yeah, penis pills. And I've and I've always held held back. I didn't do it in Adventures in Video Land, Yahoo or Gmail. This will be like a its own thing. So that'll nice. be that'll be nice. An official email. So that looks good too when you're when you're reaching out to people and you're like, hey, you can visit the website. You here's our email. You know, that just looks good. So that's great. And, you know, we've been battling like, hey, should we keep SoundCloud? Should we not keep SoundCloud? If we can afford it, if we can get enough, we'll keep it. Because I do know there's there's a few that listen to it. But all our hits but right dude, now, yeah. all our hits Come are... Come to iTunes. It actually makes us look <laughs> shitty on SoundCloud. I was telling Seth, it's like SoundCloud, you look right now, there's only a few. But Marshall Wade, he's on the Pantheon. He only listens to SoundCloud. He doesn't even he doesn't have an iPhone. I don't think he even listens to, to iTunes or I don't even know. You know, I'm sure there's other ways to do it, but he likes SoundCloud. So it's like for people like that, if we can, it's only a few hits. But we've been, I mean, we've tripled our hits on iTunes um, through RSS feed or through iTunes. So and please rate and review on iTunes. Yeah. It gets us out there more. Yeah, but SoundCloud, if we keep SoundCloud, it's another 130. So we need 330. And right now we have pledges of two hundred, and we actually have one hundred dollars, you know, Not that bad. we've raised. So we're getting up there. So give some money, right? Look at this guy. He's actually oh, look at this. A, See, if, one. if we had guys, we have we have guys like this giving two dollars. <laughs> There's another twenty. Thank you, sir. So we look at that. See, we got twenty. So we have hundred and twenty dollars now. Out of it's to a good cost. Really putting yeah. the pressure on me. Three thirty. So. <laughs> but hey, I always want to keep it fun. If you don't have it, I understand. But if you do have it, give because it takes the burden off me. Because I have to fill in the gap, yeah. and that's a big gap sometimes. So yeah. I'm hoping if people close the gap, makes Daddy happy. Gotcha. Let's do it. Let's get together. Let's talk about movies. And until next time, my good people, go fuck yourself. Is that how we end? Keep no. your goddamn oh, phones sorry, off. Sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, what, what did we learn from tonight? D- that Don't rape happens. Rape happens, and it's not pretty. <laughs> Nobody and likes Brad it. Brad sneaks alcohol into the movie theater. Yes, and what else? Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. And where's the theater mode? It's in your heart. It's in your heart. Exactly. Not on a fucking phone. And your cockles. Yes. A little. No. And should I stop, like... Sexting during the trailers? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Just turn your phone off. Yeah. No, you need to have your phone on yeah. quiet or whatever because you got kids. Kids. Yeah. Yep. So don't be dick. And yep. your grandma needs those dick pics. Yes. So until next time, my good people, go with Jesus.